Do you think they can hear the rain? Can you hear the rain? It doesn't look like it, but I think that would be like a fun vibe. Oh, like the the spooky storm in the background. Yeah, because like we would always play Clue when it rained. Yeah, because it set the mood. <laughs> you can't play Clue on a sunny day. It just the vibes aren't there. We really were curating vibes before we knew what curating <laughs> vibes was. No, it was like crazy though. It start raining and you just hear someone sprinting up the stairs to get the Clue game. <laughs> it was just understood that once it started raining, we were playing Clue. We also always played it in the dark. Like, yeah, from the light of the window. Yeah, we would turn off all the lights that we could <laughs> and then hope the window was good enough. We were determined to scare the shit out of each other from a young age. Yeah. Wow. Builds character. I think it did. <laughs> I think it did. It gave me... I think that's a butterfly effect. Play Clue in the dark when it's raining. Start, start a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> and the intro plays now. <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. Thank that you, was I funny. try. You did it. I'm proud of you. I miss Clue. I haven't played in, like, years. I could bring it one of these times. You should. I think that'd be fun. And Penguinopoly. No. <laughs> I hate Monopoly so much. Yeah, you either hate Monopoly or you sometimes enjoy playing Monopoly once a year. The last time <laughs> there I played was never a like Monopoly. The last time I played Monopoly was 2 years ago in my dorm room, drunk as fuck, <laughs> and it was the Game of Thrones version. It was terrible. I also hate Game of Thrones. Never watched Game of Thrones. And Lux cheated. <laughs> we me and Adam got like addicted to Monopoly during quarantine. We would finish a game and start a new one of all things to get addicted to. yeah we just played penguinopoly a lot we would leave the game set up and mm -hmm. like come back to it later so it wasn't like we were playing monopoly for hours on i mean we did but it wasn't we would never finish a game in the same sitting we would like go do something else and then come back and do it while chit-chatting it was just something for your hands to do kind of thing um of all things <laughs> for your hands to do but one you day chose i got monopoly i got uh vaccines mm -hmm. um it wasn't the COVID one yet it was early in quarantine so the, the vaccine wasn't a thing yet mm -hmm. but i had like my school vaccines i need okay like meningitis and tetanus and stuff and i had gotten you know, three on the same day two in one arm and one in the other and so at that night it, a lot of them were boosters too and boosters are like it was the slow moving ones mm -hmm. so i just couldn't move my arms so adam had to, i would have to tell him what i want to do <laughs> And he'd have to do everything on the board because I couldn't lift my arms high enough to, like, get them onto the table to do stuff. Wow. <laughs> what a terrible image. What a... You really painted the picture. Yeah. And that sucks. It was a weird three days. Just like, <laughs> I have no Immobility. arms. <laughs> no. No. When I got my vaccine, Lux had to help me change. It I was got the lowest I've ever been. For the COVID vaccine, for the second shot, I got like a degree away from bringing you to the hospital kind of fever. Oh my God. I was like, I got super sick. Damn, man. I don't know why. <laughs> the first shot, I was fine. But the second like, it shot, didn't like, even put hurt. everybody on their ass. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone got hit hard with the second one. Um, 
But yeah, I was miserable <laughs> that day. Jesus. Mine didn't hit me until that night. Like, I got my second shot, and then I was fine all day. And, you know, it was a false sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. And then I died. Yeah, I, I got it early, early in the morning. So around lunchtime, I, I didn't even eat lunch because I was already feeling sick. And then I just went and I didn't have a roommate yet. So I went and stayed in Adam mm-hmm. and Grayson's room. Oh, that's good. Like predicting the worst and then the worst happened. And then the worst happened. But it was so because Grayson also got a shot that morning. Mm-hmm. So Adam just had to hang out with two pretty sick people. <laughs> <laughs> two people who were dying. <laughs> they were yeah. not okay. No. Couldn't be me. Was me. I hate that. I hate shots. I'm thrown off because it's usually on that screen. Oh, I can move it. <laughs> and I keep like having to peer around my mic to see it when usually it's all I can see. Oh. No, it's totally fine if you want it on that one. No, it's just where Adobe opened. <laughs> Bless. Yeah. Blessed be, kitty girl. It kept doing it on my laptop. And that's how I found that button. Nice. It would not follow it unless I had like went and did it manually there. I love audition adobe spark is different now though and i don't know mm-hmm. how i feel about it i think you you discovered that last time i was sitting here yeah you opened it and it was different because what the fuck bro <laughs> that makes me mad so it's fine everything's fine yeah it's going to yellow yeah i try to watch it and like move closer if it's not going to yellow because sometimes i lean back and then i'm like same in a different country or sometimes i'm just like frenching the mic <laughs> We have a very, very communicative relationship, us two. Did I tell you I got the dummy battery for my camera? Yes, yes, you yeah, did. I tested I am... it and it works. It do- that's exciting. It fits. That's fun. Which is very exciting. I got the part for my computer, which we talked about not on the podcast yet. I got it right before, like the night before I came here, though. So it's not set up. Mm-hmm. And so I still have to like do all the setup on my computer. Right. And it's not plugged in yet either. I didn't want to like plug it in and like leave it sitting there in case yeah. it was messing something up because it is an older part and it is compatible, but you never know <laughs> with older parts. But that's so exciting that you're going to have a computer and not a brick. Yeah. The potato that is my laptop does not work. I, my laptop <laughs> is like nine years old at this point. So for a nine-year-old laptop, it's killing it. But it is nine years old. But for a regular laptop. It's a low bar. It needs to be put down. Like, falling apart. One of the keys is missing because my bird stole it. <laughs> Don't know where it went. Um, yeah. Would you like a junior mint? I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm still drinking my coffee. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to explain any of the commotion. No. Use your imagination. Oh, so fun things. First of all, one of my friends, I meant to post it on my story, but didn't. She put she put it on her story and then she tagged me in it. But it was like, what do you do when you're getting ready to go out? Because I listen to so and my Snapchats that I'm not going to give on the podcast podcast and it was a picture of her like screen playing episode 35 and i slid up and i was like i'm gonna cry (laughs) a legend and then somebody else messaged me john we've met we've mentioned him quite a few times bestie love him he just fit hit 15k on tiktok we're very proud of congratulations he wore a maid's dress yes it looked 
quite lovely. He also just found out that we had a TikTok account. <laughs> um, yeah, but he also messaged me and he didn't even he didn't even tell me he was listening to the podcast. He just started talking about Charity Hospital and like oh. other stuff in the episode and I was like, "Wait a second. Like, are you what?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah." I listened to your podcast. I was like, no, 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 that's not the question. You kept up with the podcast? <laughs> you're like uh, on top you, of it? And he was like, I'm still on episode yeah. like 19. I'm on episode like four. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to it door dashing. Mm. But to get us those views, baby. <laughs> it was, but two people have like, and it, it I just thought it was fun because I didn't know, you know? Like we know, yeah. we know Aaron keeps up. We know, like, people on our Discord keep up, but it was fun to see, like, passive, like, friends actually listening yeah. to it. Not because we made it, but because they liked it. Yeah, that's fun. Because I had friends who listened to it because we made it, and they dropped out when we hit 19. <laughs> Same. No, <laughs> Same. No, I just had things to do. <laughs> I started, I tried to give it a buffer. I didn't want to, like, watch episode one when it came out because then i just talked about it like i would have known all the jokes but i have a bad memory so like after a couple months no, had passed too. i'm re-listening to it i'm like i totally forgot all of this this is great when i edited the same night that we recorded i forgot like half of our jokes <laughs> like it's the same day <laughs> i need to see a doctor <laughs> but yeah thank you to everyone who listens <laughs> you don't make me cry Y'all are so nice to us. Really? No, truly. <laughs> it's just nice. It's nice. It's nice. And it's also like this podcast is a commitment. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I think I've mentioned before that I listen to other podcasts that are like 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. This is like two and a half hours. Yeah. We like started it. We're like, they'll be an hour long. And then we both talked for an hour, and I think there was a miss there was communication. We were both like, yeah, got it, hour. <laughs> both brought an hour's worth of content, and that's just how it is now. But, I mean, that's pretty standard for this yeah. genre, so. Especially doing two stories from, like, hefty genres. You don't want to, like, pass up details, because no, yeah. the details are the interesting part. The details are the part. <laughs> yeah, no, to just be like... There was this guy. He killed someone. The end. Richard Chase <laughs> gave an FBI agent a handful of macaroni and cheese. Don't bring this back up. <laughs> <laughs> dude, 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 dude. The one I have today is... Actually, should we start? Yeah, what's your category again? You can cheat. You can look. Ghost. <laughs> Ghost confidently. I believe I panicked. I was just researching the other one we're doing today, which is a ghost. And oh. I was like, wait, but I'm doing a ghost. But that's my second one. So we're good. No, I'm doing a ghost. I'm doing a ghost. Definitely. I have to. This is not going to work. Yeah. For me. Get situated. Okay. I have some hints for you. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Don't look. Don't peek. I see you peeking. Stop I'm not fucking peeking. peeking. I'm what not the fuck peeking. is wrong with you? Okay. I have a ghost story today. It's very famous. You have heard of it. Got with it. all the confidence in the world. You know of it. Have said you wanted to visit it. Ooh. It is a ghost story with, like, no ghosts. What? 
it is a ghost. It's a story about ghosts. That have no ghosts in it? There are no ghosts. Or little to none. Okay. Most of the story is about the ghosts, but there aren't ghosts. That's the hint? Yeah. I'm and confused. I have some other hints that and I can I've give you to clarify. said I wanted to go. I want to go to a lot of places. Hmm. I know with 100% certainty that you know of this place because we have talked about it. Okay. We did also just say I have the worst memory in the world. Yes, uh, correct. <laughs> uh, I have some other hints that are easier, but it'll be, it'll give you, it'll be pretty obvious. So I want to see if we can get it from this. Okay. Um, places I want to go. But no ghosts. Hmm. Queen Mary. Griffith Park. Warmer. Warmer? You're, is it the zoo in Griffith Park? No. It's, it's not. It's not Griffith Park, but you're in the right state. I'm in the right state, okay? You're in the right area. Is the Manson Caves in Griffith Park or nearby? I think they're in it. That, that's they? what I remembered. Because I was going to be my next guest, but I'm like, I think that's still in the park. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, the okay. ritual tunnels. Um, I love how we're just casually like, are the Manson Caves? And then we just move on. Wait, no, but the ritual tunnels weren't in Griffith. Cause the, but that, they're near it, aren't they? Because they had to hike through parts of it. Oh, is it in the park? Because that's by, like, the Cabo State. Oh, is it? Yeah. But is the Cabo State in Griffith? I don't know. I don't live in this it's area, so I don't. It's nothing like that. Okay, okay, nothing like these things. Um, you're in the right state. You're in the right area. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. You're okay. hitting the right vein. Okay. Okay. Is it the Biltmore? No. Would you like another hint? Yeah, lay it on me. Sam and Colby have been there. That's all the ones I've said. <laughs> no, yeah, but you're in the right state. Okay. Right vein. Sam and Colby have been there. Area, okay. What hit? What did Sam and Colby do? Everything. Oh, so many things. It um, is in California. Okay. Okay. Hmm. It's a national landmark. National landmark? Or historic. It's, it's just been classified as a historic landmark. Ooh, that's cool. What is historic? It's not the witch's forest. No. <laughs> That's not in California, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Man's just with all the confidence. Yellowstone <laughs> did not listen to what we were saying. Uh-huh. That was funny. Okay, a historic place? It's a historic landmark. Okay, landmark. Is it a building? Yes. Okay. Huh. Okay, okay. Have they been there recently? Yes. In their last, like, bunch of videos that they did, it was one of them. Okay. You're going to be pissed that I'm doing it. I've, like, blanked on everything I've ever known now. I've Um, blanked on everything I've ever known. Historic? Like, I'm trying to think of a history place. And it's recent? I'm not like caught up too, so that kind of sucks. You can get this one. Is it which which house did they just go to? Is it the house they just went to with the medium girl? Oh no, it's not the Conjuring house. Okay, I could, yeah, it was the Conjuring house. For some reason, it was like I don't know what other movie I thought it was the house. I was because at first I was like it was the Conjuring, and then every part of my brain was like no, <laughs> but it was the Conjuring. Um, a movie just came out about this place in 2018. Ooh. I know I can get it, and it's going to be so aggravating. Do you have any more hints? 
You got to dumb it down for me. I've dumbed it down a lot. I know. Oh, my God. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Pause for technical difficulties. If you don't get this one, I'm going to be, like, legitimately angry. They just went. Where did they just? Let me pull up Sam and Colby's YouTube real quick. At that point, you have looked up our own podcast before. (laughs) Let's try and guess. Um, it's so famous, and it's so easy, and I know that. But literally, if you put me on the spot, I will know nothing. You can ask me what my major is; I'll be like, I don't know, English. Do you want me to tell you? No, I want like five more minutes. No. That's the first time I think you've ever said no to the easy out. <laughs> Usually you're like, yeah, just give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I'm the worst at guessing, apparently. I had some guesses. They were just you all got, wrong. <laughs> you got Bloody Mary. You also did, like, the the guesses you gave were strong. I know. That's not, I'm trying to think in that vein. What did I say? Griffith Park. The Zoo Bill Moore Park, and Queen Mary. Queen Mary. The Cecil. No, it's not a Cecil. We've talked about the Cecil. Oh, yeah, but but we, we didn't do it in Eliza Land. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Did anyone go with them? I honestly have not seen it yet. Oh. But Sam and Colby are the only ones in the thumbnail. Okay. <laughs> Is it that church? It's Mm-mm. recent. No, I'm thinking of old videos. Um. Just tell me. Just tell me. The Winchester Mystery House. Oh, I watched that one. (laughs) Emily. They went with people. (laughs) That one's not that recent, unless they went again recently. Yeah. Were they returning? Maybe. Because I watched that one a while ago. No, that's... It's like one of the first things that pop up on their YouTube page. Huh. Hold on. I think it went again then, because I watched it like two semesters ago. Oh, it was a year ago. <laughs> See, you had misleading clues. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it. Anyway, but yeah, I watched that one. Is, is it good? Yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> I don't remember if they, like, catch anything super substantial, but stuff happens. Well, stuff always happens with them. And it's one of the ones that they, like, actually did research on. <laughs> like, so they had... Sometimes they go and they're like, so what is this place? And... <laughs> And it's my favorite when they're researching on the spot and they're like, oh no, someone was like they're brutally reading the Wikipedia page like as they're walking down the hall. Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, okay, so this one, it's one of the most haunted houses in America. It was just classified as a historic landmark, so it can't be torn down. Wonderful. It's also called the Spirit House. Um, it is a story like fundamentally about ghosts. With little to no ghosts. I see what you're saying now. That makes sense. Okay. Whoever just texted me, <laughs> your mom's a bitch. <laughs> anyway. So, we have a main character in this story. Her name is Sarah. Sarah Winchester. Not to be confused with Sam and Dean Winchester. <laughs> She's born around 1840. She has a very privileged upbringing. She speaks four language. She four languages. She plays uh, three instruments. Um, went to the best schools. She's she's got it going on. She's a girl boss. She gatekeeped her way to the top. Yes, ma'am. Um, and 
she marries well, right? She marries this guy named William Winchester and thus marries into the Winchester family. Also, an important note that I don't think a lot of people give is that she was four foot ten. I do remember that she was short from the, She's the video. She's incredibly short. Um, yeah. <laughs> representation. <laughs> uh, but the Winchesters were, like, really well off because they owned the Winchester Rifle Company. Um, the gun that won the West. Ooh, that's a cool saying. Yeah. So, the Winchester Rifle. Um. So, William is actually the treasurer of the company. His father is the one that founded it. Um, and she marries into this, like, pre-established fortune. And they're all very, very, very rich. Fun. Pop off. And together, Sarah and William have a daughter. Her name is Annie. Um, she lasts about a few weeks and then dies, tragically, from a disease called marasmus. Um, it's a child's disease where the body wastes away. Huh. Yeah. That's the technical description? Wikipedia. <laughs> um, it was called a child's disease. It was like, there's categories. Um, <laughs> yeah. The body wastes away. Have you seen a girl on TikTok? I don't remember what the disease is called, but she was like, you're only supposed to get this like within the first few months of your life. And I caught it, like, a month ago. I'm, like, 20. What is it? I don't remember what it was. I have to find her page because I don't think I like the video either. But she was, like, talking about, like, you're only supposed to get this as a baby, baby. And I just caught it for some reason. Pop off. Queen. Another one? <laughs> have you seen the, the person who was, um, they went into the hospital and all of a sudden they rushed him into this room. And it was because they were radioactive. What? <laughs> like, he was? <laughs> the person was. From what? They had to, like, put a thing in front of the door, and they have to, like, come in and gear and slide him food and stuff. What? It was some kind of, like, treatment for another thing, and it, he's and it radio radioactive. <laughs> yes. Imagine dragons would be proud. <laughs> that was, anyway, that was, that was funny. Was... Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so um, about a decade after the death of their daughter in 1881, William and his father both pass away within the same week. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I know that William passed away from tuberculosis. I, did, I don't know if his father also did. Um, um, but William dies from tuberculosis. Sarah was already spiraling, but this, like, really cements it for her. So she's widowed. She's childless. She's losing her mind. She inherits 50% of the company nice yeah she inherits both her father-in-law's and her husband's share of the company um and her mother-in-law also passes away three years later and also leaves sarah her shares of the company oh um but that that happens later okay um but sarah owns more than 50 percent of the company for most of the story just not yet um, but because she owns 50% at this point, she gets a lump sum of, at the time, whoa, that was a sharp spike. She gets a lump sum of, at the time, $20 million. What is that today? I'll get to it. And then, from then on, owns, earns $1,000 a day. A day? So today, that's a lump sum of about $500 million. Oh my and God. And a daily income of 25000 
Oh my god. And that's before she inherits her mother-in-law's portion. Yeah, that's just... Oh my goodness. That's insane. No, yeah. That's a lot of money. No, yeah. All at once, too. Yeah, to just wake up and you're suddenly uber-rich? A 500 millionaire. Um, but she's still super depressed despite being the wealthiest bitch on the face of the earth. And so she goes... She lives in Connecticut right now. Um, I think I forgot to mention that. But she goes to Boston to see the Boston Medium. Nice. Yeah. Um, I saw one source that said she went to the Medium specifically to find out how to spend the money. Like, in hopes of contacting her husband or her father-in-law. Oh, like business advice? Yeah, like what they would, what they wanted her to do to continue on the company. That's bold. Um, I also saw another source that was seeking advice on, like, just what to do with her life. Like, um, or it was just because she was grieving. Regardless, she goes to see this medium. So there's various reports about what happens at the medium. In one, she was able to contact William. And Ooh. William is giving her this advice. In another version, um, she's not able to contact William. She contacts various spirits, and they tell her what to do. But regardless, um, the medium tells her that her family is cursed. Specifically, they're cursed by every spirit that has ever died to a Winchester rifle. So, everyone? Yeah, so all of the people in the West. Um, so that's specifically, like, a lot of Native Americans, Civil War soldiers, everyone. <laughs> the gun that won the West, <laughs> killing people. Um, but her family's cursed, and the only way to satisfy the spirits now is to build them a house. She really married into that curse, too. No, yeah. <laughs> With, and sh- they all died and, like, <laughs> left her to be cursed. Bro, she she wasn't born into this. I just work here. I just work here. <laughs> but um, specifically, he tells her he she has to move out west and build a house. Um, and, you know, it's some versions it's William telling her this, that he learned it from beyond the grave. And now he knows that they're cursed and she has to move. In some versions, he just tells her to just to move out west and build this house to satisfy the spirits but there's no curse mentioned like it's a little different depending but in one version um the only way to appease them is to build the house and never stop building the house because if you stop building the house you'll die sarah yeah yeah checks out i mean the logic is there So she follows his instructions. She moves to what is now San Jose. um, And there's there's a lot of different reports as to why they moved out there. Um, In some versions, she had a niece who was moving to California or who already lived in California. Her name is Marlin. She comes back a little later. But one version said that she moved out to California with her sister, but her sister doesn't stay very long. And her oh. sister also never comes up again. <laughs> um, don't know what happened to her. But most of most of the stories, the fun versions, are that she moved out because of the ghosts. That's the one I choose Fuck to the believe. Skeptics. Um, so now it's 1884, 
and she buys a farmhouse on six acres of property. It's eight bedrooms in total. A lot of bedrooms no, yeah. for one person. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is buku rich. <laughs> oh, it gets so much better. I, I already knew parts of this story, but learning more about it, so bad shit. There's, like, so many, it's literally, like, the, the true crime cinematic universe. Like, there's some weird shit that goes on here. There's some weird crossover episodes. I'm excited. Um, so she, eight bedrooms total. So she begins the construction, and there are never any official blueprints drawn up, ever. It literally is just, like, what are we doing today, Sarah? Um, <laughs> no architectural vision. They are just shooting the shit. And they're having a good time when they do it. We should go and bring Adams. <laughs> panic attack. So he has a panic attack. Yeah. From that point on until her death 38 years later, there is construction on the house all day, every day, 24 hours, seven days a week. They work in shifts so that the building never stops for 38 years. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Like, these are just facts. Yeah, no, I... I just like looking at the building. No, that, yeah, that's, I watched the Sam and Coleo. So just to see them walk around because it's an insane layout. Yeah. Pull up a map and... They're still finding hidden rooms. No, yeah. Like, like they find stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and the doorways are short because she was short. But so she... In some versions, she's building the house to intentionally confuse the spirits so that they can't find her. Which, I mean, pop off, sis. I wouldn't be able to find you in that house. <laughs> um, it's complex. It's... That's the one I've always heard, is that she was just trying to, like, confuse them. Originally, this house is eight bedrooms on six acres of property. By the end of this story, this house is six acres. <laughs> and that is facts. Yeah. Um, by the end... Uh, it's 24,000 square feet. It was seven floors. Originally, it was five, then it was seven, and now it's four um, because of uh, an earthquake that happened later. Originally, there were five to 600 rooms, but it was dwindled down into 150. Um, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, 40 staircases, 13 bathrooms, only one of which works. Six kitchens, three elevators, two basements, one shower. Put a ba put a bathroom here. We can't plummet. Put a bathroom here. <laughs> um, more hidden rooms have been found over time. Also, like some other anecdotes, is that Sarah was really smart, and people who have talked who had talked to her at the time, like all kind of agree that she was really smart. Um, and. A lot of, because the, the thing is that this house, she spared no expense. Like, yes, there's, like, the gold chandeliers and the, the floors are, um, you know, the cross-hatched floors? Mm-hmm. Um, hand-inlaid parquet floors. So it's not, like, a tile. Like, they were hand-inlaying each piece of wood. Ooh. Um, stained glass windows. But they also had electrical and indoor plumbing um, push, to one of the bathrooms. Push button gas lighting and forced air heating. Ooh. Like, this is the 1800s. <laughs> um, she, there was also a communication system so that she could talk to her staff. And that, a, a lot of the, there's a large amount of theory that the reason it was always like crazy Sarah 
was because a lot of people couldn't fathom the idea of, like, a wealthy, smart woman just doing whatever the fuck she wanted. Yeah. But one the uh, one of the other things is one of, she, you know, she has three elevators. One of them was powered by a rare horizontal um, elevator piston. Like, I don't know why. Um, I couldn't find anything why. She just said it was more efficient. Pop off, Sarah. And apparently it was, I guess. <laughs> But she liked it, so. Good for her. Some of the stained glass windows were made by Tiffany. Like, the Tiffany. Like, Tiffany & Co. Oh. Tiffany. Um, including designs from the original Louise Tiffany himself. <laughs> um, one window specifically, this one got me, um, was designed by Tiffany himself. And what, the goal was to create, like, the prismatic rainbow effect on the floor. But the gag was that Sarah put it on an interior wall. So it just, like, looked out into the hallway. And it was never hit by any sun. Miss Ma'am. <laughs> it's a Tiffany window. Bull. Priceless. <laughs> or does it specifically for the sunlight to do a certain thing? Don't in put it hallway. in the She's mocking him. It's just in a hallway. A material girl. <laughs> Sarah is a material girl. <laughs> um, she also. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine. Imagine. Imagine Tiffany walking in. <laughs> I was about to say, this is this isn't just a stained glass window. That's Tiffany. Like not even just like the company. That is the Tiffany <laughs> designed this window for you. And he's just walking around like, oh, where's the window? And she takes him to a hallway window. <laughs> no, she was she was a boss bitch. She didn't let Te- Teddy Roosevelt into her house. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he wanted to see the house. He knocks on her door. She just ignored him. <laughs> she ignored him until he left. <laughs> How I'm trying to be. <laughs> okay. So she also had a bunch of orchards on the property, walnuts, apples, and plums specifically, which also added to her daily income. Like, this bitch did not mess around. Um, so we mentioned, you kind of alluded to it earlier, that this house has a very confusing layout um, and even more just confusing elements. So there's... It's tra- not just confusing. No, it's yeah. It's, like, batshit. No, yeah, there are doors that open up to walls. Stairs um, that go to nothing. To the ceiling. Yeah. My favorite was that there are staircases that go up multiple floors, to end at the ceiling. Yeah, you just can't the do ultimate anything. ultimate fuck you. Like, <laughs> you just went up four flights of stairs, bro. There's a door that you open, and it's just the outside. Like, there's no railing to stop you from falling. Like, like three three, stories, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just fall out the building. There's also trap doors randomly <laughs> spread throughout the house. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Um, there she are, didn't let anyone in, though. It's fine. There are windows in the center of rooms so that like you'll have to go around the entire it's just in the middle just a partition it's just a partition (laughs) with a window window. (laughs) tiffany (laughs) it'd be even better if it was just on a panel in the middle of a room that's like in the middle of the house (laughs) no access to sunlight never um there are skylights in the floor that just look down onto other rooms (laughs) Um, like an aquarium (laughs) No, literally. Um, 
windows obviously that look out into just random hallways or other rooms um corners like you'll turn a corner to a dead end oh the hallways are insane no it's literally like some of them zigzag into nothing some of them are also really really narrow i like the stairs that were like super it was like a shallow angle so it has to zigzag like three times before it. it's going up one floor but it zigzags back and forth because the stairs are only like two inches higher. Oh my god. It's like you have to like go through a queue to get up the stairs <laughs> the because queue. these stairs were super not steep. <laughs> um, There are also like, you know, like the banister posts that mm-hmm. just sticking out of walls. <laughs> um, Chimneys so tall they span floors and controversial or not controversial, contrary chimneys that are so short they don't even reach the ceiling of the room they're in <laughs> that's not what a chimney does <laughs> what is that there for sarah um there was also allegedly a seance room for her to communicate to ghosts um they go to it in the sam and colby episode so the thing with the seance room is so it's also called the witch's cap like it's at the top of a uh what's it called a turret, mm-hmm. the tower. Um, for a while, they believed that there was a different seance room, like in the actual house and not in one of the towers. I think they go to both. They yeah. go to like the top of the tower, mm-hmm. and it apparently smells awful up there. Bless. And then Sarah, what were you doing? <laughs> and then there was another room mm-hmm. that had this like weird closet that like you had a breakdown in, maybe if what? I'm remembering right. Okay. Like, it was just a crying closet. <laughs> <laughs> this room is dedicated for breakdowns and breakdowns only. No, you had a seance, you talked to the dead, and then you cried in the closet, and then you went on with your day. As she should. Another fun note is that she built the entire house out of redwood, but she absolutely hated the way that redwood looked, so everything also had to be covered in a stain and, like, a fake grain. Um, because she insisted it had to be redwood, but she hated redwood. Um, by the time the house was finished, over 20,000 gallons of paint had been used on the wood. Oh, just the wood alone. She also had a, a strange relationship with the number 13. Um, for example, the entrance hall is divided into 13 sections. All of the stairs had to have 13 steps. Every window has 13 panes. Uh, 13 wall panels per room there are 13 bathrooms in the 13th one the 13th one they build take a shot every time i say 13 (laughs) um there were 13 windows each had 13 panes with and each pane had 13 candles on it um one this only one of the bathrooms actually worked this was also to further confuse the ghosts (laughs) ghosts just poops in the toilet it's like oh no i can't flush (laughs) banisters had 13 railings elevators had 13 panels 13 holes in every every drain 13 uh bulbs in every chandelier and i also saw one source that said that this wasn't how chandeliers came at the time they were only 12 so she she had one she had one added um and her seance room also had 13 hooks for her 13 robes because she wore a different robe for every meeting with the ghosts (laughs) classic classic sarah keep keep them confused they're like is this the same lady she's got a different robe so reportedly while sarah was alive she was like not reclusive but secretive 
hard to find because the house is massive. (laughs) She didn't want everyone to know why she was building the house this way. Um, So there were contractors who let things slip. But I also saw um, reports that it wasn't until like way after her death. And it was like a lot of the children of these contractors coming forth with the stories that their parents had been telling them. Because none of her workers ever spoke to the media, media ever. Ooh. Um, so, one thing, though, was that Sarah allegedly had daily seances, some involving local mediums. Um, these happened in a seance room in a turret called the Witch's Cap. The goal was to reach the good spirits that would tell her what to do to appease them. And in one report, it was um, she would finish a seance, turn around, and then immediately like bring her plans to the contractor. Because the ghosts told her how to build the house. <laughs> the ghosts were drawing up the blueprints. The ghosts were the contractors. Um, yeah, so to further confuse the ghosts, she would also sleep in a different room every night. Um, she'd also use secret passageways to get from room to room so that the ghosts couldn't follow her. I'm in love. This is so fun. (laughs) Um, another thing was that Sarah also reportedly only wore black, which at the time was reserved for mourning. Um, her look was completed with a literal mourning veil. Um, one quote was that she went into mourning when she lost her husband and stayed in mourning for the rest of her life. A true goth. No, it was compared, literally, it was compared to, a true goth, it was compared to um, Queen Victoria. Whoa. Like, the morning forever, a true goth. Um, she was also known to be inc- incredibly eccentric in the community and also very generous. So she, her employees were paid twice the average rate. Yes, ma'am. Um, she also paid tradespeople with literal gold coins. Um, she also gave money to multiple local orphanages and other charities, and local children were often invited to the grounds for, like, ice cream parties, which was a luxury. That's, yes. Thank you, Sarah. Um, That's yeah. cool, though, to be, like, cursed because the family you married into wasn't even your family, um, is killing a bunch of people with their guns they're selling, and you turn around and use all the money that you're making now and just giving it back. No, yeah. She was a good person. Um, So in 1904, there's an earthquake that hits San Jose, and the house sustained a lot of damages. But the it's it was built on a floating foundation, so the foundation equaled the same weight as the surrounding soil, so it like adjusted freely, and that's reportedly why the house didn't collapse entirely. Wow. But they did have to remove the top three floors, which is why it's the, the four we know today instead of the full seven. So imagine the house twice as tall. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Um, this earthquake also trapped Sarah in one of the bedrooms. Whoa. Yeah. And she took it as a sign that the spirits thought she was taking too much time decorating. <laughs> um. So, she directed that entire side of the house to be sealed off. And that's the part of the house that they just discovered in, like, 2018. Was the part that Sarah had sealed off. Um, Sarah moved away, actually. And she did come back every- She didn't sleep in the house anymore after she was trapped in one of the bedrooms. 
but for every day for the next 16 years she visited the house daily and like existed there just didn't sleep there um she would but she kept up with the construction she would tell her employees to paint entire rooms like red like all of the walls the ceiling um the floor and then when they'd be like, Sarah, we're done. She's like, okay, paint it all white now. Like, just, she just <laughs> makes them up. stop. Like, just keep painting it red. Do like 50 coats if you have to. No, literally, just do not stop. Um, So in 1922, Sarah does pass away at the age of 83. Makes it. Um, She dies of heart failure. Wow. Yeah. And she was buried next to her husband in Connecticut construction ended at that point like and when i say construction ended at that point i mean like they didn't finish hammering the nails in oh they just dropped the tools and it was like a weird mutual understanding between all of the employees that like at one by one as they got the news that sarah passed they just stopped so you can still go through the house and see nails like midway through being hammered wow um and yeah so when she died she leaves all of her personal belongings to her niece marlin um who was also later in life sarah's secretary oh okay so they took everything out of the house gutted it um it took eight truckloads a day for six and a half weeks to empty the entire house oh my god what how many so six and a half weeks let's do that so six and a half weeks times seven days a week times eight truckloads a day is 364 truckloads oh my god um her staff was really loyal to her so after her death not a single person came forward to talk to the media to talk about her i mean she was paying them really well and she reportedly treated them like family oh that's Um, nice and one of the quotes was that um this house was just as much theirs as it was hers oh so like no one wanted to speak ill of her not a single person had a bad thing to say um a lot of what we know now comes from word of mouth and the children of these employees who had come forward like oh my dad used to tell me about working for miss sarah whoa um when she died, she had 13 sections of her will, and she signed it 13 times. <laughs> In the will, she leaves all of her personal belongings to her niece. She leaves a generous amount to the Winchester Clinic of the General Hospital Society of Connecticut. Um, at the time, this part of the hospital was dedicated to tuberculosis treatment, oh. the thing that killed her husband. Um, the clinic is still standing. It's now part of Yale New Haven Medical Center. Whoa. Just thought that was a fun detail. Um, she also left stuff to various employees in her will, like money and things like that. The one thing that's not mentioned in her will is the house. <laughs> she did not leave the house to anybody. That's the ghost's house. Yeah. <laughs> um, appraisers took one look at the house and said it was worthless. <laughs> because of just... What is the stairs go to the <laughs> ceiling? No, literally. Um eventually it was sold to a local investor for $135,000, about 2 million today. Wow. So it did still sell. His name was John Brown. Um his wife, like so the 
four months after her passing. It took like four to five months for the house to be appraised and sold. Um, as soon as they have it, they immediately start doing tours. And John's wife is the first tour guide. Wow. Um, to this day, that the house is still owned by the descendants of John. Like, he has passed That's it crazy. down in his family. And it's like a thing. Like, when you grow up, you give tours at the Winchester Mystery House. That's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, reportedly, Harry Houdini visited the house. He was on, it was when he was on his mission to, like, expose spiritualism as a fraud. Yeah, he was super against no, ghosts as a concept. Um, One but- of my favorite facts about Harry Houdini is, like, half of the things he did was go to seances and then, like, make stuff up to confuse the medium and, like, prove they were, like, just making stuff up on the spot. I didn't know he did that. No, he would he go in and gaslit be gaslit like, medium. No, he would go in and be like, I want to talk to my dead brother. And they'd be like, cool. And they'd be like, I'm talking to your brother. And he's like, I don't have a dead brother. And they're like, oh. Gaslight. That was his hobby. He was gaslighting <laughs> the mediums. Can you pull the blanket off the cord? Ooh, yeah. It's pulling my head down. And it hurts. Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, Harry Houdini is the one who gives it its name, though. The Winchester Mystery House comes from houdini that's sick that was the other crossover um yeah he describes it as unsure of what to make of it (laughs) he's just confused um despite being completely empty they refurnished it so the furniture in there is not original um because everything went to the niece but it's like time appropriate yeah they try to recreate it in 2016, they found another secret attic. It had a pump organ inside, along with a Victorian-era couch, a dress form, a sewing machine, and various paintings. Oh, and that's original. In one, in one version of that, um, when they opened up, the, when they found the room and they opened it up, the there was a doll on the couch, like, staring at the doorway. Ugh. Yeah. There are still rumors of a storage room somewhere in the house. Um. So, allegedly, Sarah designed her own Tiffany window with a spider web on it. Whoa. And they still have not found it. <laughs> um, I wonder if it was in the earthquake. Yeah. No one, no one knows where it was. Um, but there's allegedly still a storage room somewhere in the house full of, like, priceless shit. Whoa. There was an article published in 2018 by the manager of the Winchester Mystery House um who talks about other fun facts and the quote is there's a story about teddy roosevelt making an appearance in san jose and wanting an audience with the winchester widow he knocked on the front door and was not even let in (laughs) she just fucking ignored teddy (laughs) roosevelt until he left that's so good what did she have against him i wonder i feel like she just didn't hear him knocking (laughs) Yeah, she's, she's from probably on the other, other side of the house. six acres away on she's the other side of the house. She's busy doing a seance. Um, she thought he was a ghost. So most of the ghost stuff happened to people who work here currently, as well as visitors, because Sarah had no documentation of her experiences. None. So Dang. if Sarah was haunted, we don't know. Um, so a lot of what people report is temporary blindness. Yo. Like, they think the lights are turned off, but in reality, they're just blind oh. for, like, a few seconds. Um, 
you know, icy chills and handprints on your arms. A lot of people also say they hear organ music. That's Sarah cool. played the organ. There's a lot of moving lights, um, red flashes of light. In 1975, in the seance room, a paranormal investigator brought a reporter there to do, like, a seance and then have the reporter report on it. Um, the reporter wrote that the investigator's face aged in front of her, so, like, deep creases and um, hair grayed and eyes sunk in. She also, the, the, the investigator, um, experienced pain so much that she couldn't walk, and before she passed out, she screamed, help me, someone get me out of here. Yo. Yeah. Um, employees also hear their names said to him. For some reason, the kitchens smell like soup. <laughs> Don't know why that was included in the ghost anecdotes, but it was. Um, nice. Caretakers have to regularly go check to make sure the doors are still locked. Oftentimes, it's like a they lock the doors, they do their rounds, and all of the doors are unlocked and wide open. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, one guy was in one of the rooms and heard, like, the sound of like a screw coming undone and uh a few minutes later a bunch of screws fall from the ceiling as if they were unscrewing themselves Uh uh-oh they're trying to unbuild the house unbuild it (laughs) not demolish it not take it apart unbuild it no the ghosts are unbuilding um so when tours started in the 2000s they kind of they put like spins on it like one of them was like a behind the scenes thing and it was like in the basement and places that you couldn't previously get to Ooh, the winchester house also does flashlight tours and i want to go on one really bad oh yeah i want to go like a billion times i'm <laughs> sure they'll show you different rooms every oh, time absolutely um so when they when they started those tours they had to like clean out the basement and stuff so that they could be used And while that was happening, they had a bunch of new hires come in, like, specifically to clean up the, um, the basement and stuff. And there's this one employee who had white coveralls and a mustache. He was often seen carrying a wheelbarrow. And it was like, these employees would go to the foreman and be like, hey, who's that guy? I keep trying to talk to him and he's ignoring me. The foreman would be like, no, there's only X amount of people on my list. Like, he's not an employee um you're seeing shit so they keep digging around the basement for the tour and they find all these old old photographs and he is one of the original maintenance workers that's crazy yeah the picture's on display in the tour now and they tell that story his name is reportedly clyde nice clyde so there was also i'm gonna end on this quote that i thought was very nice in 2018, it was an article in USA Today um, by Helen Mirren, who plays Sarah in the 2018 movie. Um, and it's, I don't know if the quote is, I think the second one is from Mirren and the first one's from the manager of the house. But the quote is, there's a good energy here. Even if none of the ghost stories are true, Sarah Winchester is truly a fascinating person. And then another quote, I feel it is haunted by something very benign. I feel a sweetness in this house, not a horror. There's a sweetness in it. It is haunted by something sweet if it's haunted at all. Those are nice quotes. Yeah. So good ghosts. <laughs> the good ghost one. The good ghost one. But yeah, like a story a lot about the ghosts. Yeah. But not with many. That's cool, yeah. 
I kind of dig it, though. Another thing I remember is there was a safe that had a safe in it that had another safe in that. What? <laughs> yeah, and they found, like, money and pictures of her and her husband Aww. in it. But, like, because they, they see the safe in the Sam and Colby episode. And it's like a safe within a safe kind of deal. That's fun. I want to see the safe inside of a safe. We should watch the Sam and Colby episode. I would love I to. I remember it being, like, they see a lot of the house. And they are, are allowed to free roam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I meant to watch it. Yeah. But then I had to do the other, the research for the next episode, which I did not finish. Yeah. That's next. No. <laughs> Never mind, this is the last episode. Ever. Noki, it's going to you now. <laughs> Did you see that Noki was like, I will, I'm just going to deep fake your voices. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, Noki, it's just you being both of us. You have to do voices. Like, don't do a computer generator. You have to sit here and do different voices. Like, do your best impression of us. And, like, edit react the pitch to yourself. on, like, auditions. So yeah. Animal Crossing. Just... For the next, like, few episodes, just play all of these episodes backwards. Make it, like, something <laughs> spooky. And then after that, do do what you wish. D- deep fake voices. <laughs> Make it, like, leave clues. Talk to us from beyond the grave. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Figure it out. Noki can do it. I believe so. Noki could do it. Speaking of Noki, there was a fun little thing uh, about your the black-eyed children. Do you want to yes. talk about that? A lot of people, for some reason, listened to that episode and then got really freaked out. And I like don't know her what knocking. No, yeah, like Noki thought they heard scratching, and it turned out to be a snowplow or something. Someone, Someone was shoveling, was shoveling snow. snow. But like another person messaged me and was like, "Yeah, um, I listened to your Black Eyed Kids episode, and now I'm like afraid to go outside." <laughs> Are y'all good? Why was that episode scarier than hey, all t- of the other ones? <laughs> we never talked about a scary enough ghost. We've literally talked about like people dying. Why is why are the black-eyed kids where we draw the line? I'm telling you, it's because they travel in pairs. It's the fact that it's a duo. And not twins. Like, different-aged kids. Oh, yes, the true horror. <laughs> yeah. The fact Children. that the kids are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Them damn French people. <laughs> the real horror was the children inside of us all along. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of people reacted very negatively to that episode. It's a very scary concept, though, to be asked, like, hey, I need to borrow your phone, but you know it's off for some reason. Yeah. Like, you, it's a kid. You want to help the kid, but, like, you're a demon, and I don't want you in my house also. I also don't want to help kids, <laughs> even if it's not a black-eyed kid. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> figure it out. You got here. You can get back. Call the cops. I don't know. Literally call 911. Wait, they didn't have a phone. phone. (laughs) Go to the police station. Um, how you'll find it? I don't know. Not my problem. (laughs) Dealless skateboard. The black eyed kids Skateboarding doesn't help you know directions. (laughs) They'll figure it out. There's street signs. There we go. I'll give you directions. Yeah, you can usually find those little hospital signs, like where you should turn to go to the hospital. Or airport ones. The little airplane signs. If they can get to a police station, they're the cops' problem. (laughs) Not mine. Fuck them kids. I'm trying to remember anything else from the Sam and Colby episode. I watched it a while ago, like I said, like a year ago when it came out. Um, I love that. um, Yeah, I love that the doorways were short. (laughs) 
There was also, like, weirdly short staircases. Yeah. Uh, because it wasn't short for Sarah. No. That was average height for Sarah. But she was 4'10". Oh, I also saw... I'm two um, inches taller than her. Someone talking about, in the movie, they intentionally, like, didn't make her crazed. Like, they made her, like, ghosts are haunting her, but she's not crazy. Um... Like, one of the quotes was that, like, her inte- her intelligence bleeds through. That's cool. Like, yeah. she's not, like, a crazy lady who thinks, who's seeing shit. Like, no, she knows she's haunted and she's building this house intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I just liked the quote. Helen Mirren talked a lot about playing Sarah and, like, the reactions and her thoughts and stuff. It was a lot of interesting reads. That's cool. Yeah. i have to watch the movie. I would like to. Gotta watch that, and then I gotta watch Gucci, The House of I Gucci. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. With Gaga. Ra, ra, ah, ah. Roma, roma, ma. Gaga, ah, ah. bad wrong. Once you're black-eyed, kids. <laughs> and <laughs> intermission. You're cutting me off? I am. <laughs> and intermission. And we're back, a shell of the people we used to be. I just realized it's 2.30. Like, <laughs> the time? Yeah. Is that a bad thing? No, I just didn't know what time. I thought it was, like, one. Which isn't that far off. It's an hour difference, yeah. Hour and a half? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Correct me. I did. Rude. Shut up. <laughs> We sat here and talked for five minutes and then pressed play again, so. Some of our intermissions are just for the elevator music. (laughs) Just for consistency. Not for us. At all. Branding. Okay. It's branding. (laughs) And intermission. We're going to patent that. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Easy breezy beautiful cover girl. I had a funny idea, though, because we have the elevator music that plays. We mm-hmm. should go play the elevator game somewhere, and every time we're in the elevator, play that elevator music in the background. Like, just cover up whatever elevator music the elevator's playing. You know, that's fun, except for the <laughs> fact that you want to play the elevator game. Yeah. No. In a haunted hotel, specifically. We're gonna die. Maybe that's okay. <laughs> we can prove ghosts are real. Beat. And then Noki inherits the podcast. Yeah, we have a backup plan, so we're we good. Have a backup plan. <laughs> what are you doing today? A true crime. It's a, a, a pretty famous one. I heard the name before, but never like actually looked at the details. It's one that like you see the name. Oh no! And you kind of know the story. I didn't even kind of know the story though. I just like always heard the name and never looked into it. Okay, it's interesting. It's not any like conspiracy stuff or anything like it's just a true crime <laughs> they just commit crime same i thought it was like there was a twist at some point and it's, then it never came no it's still really cool though like i'm not downplaying it no. um it's just different than i thought it was okay it's interesting i don't know if you'll know of it it happens in canada it has a very bad rap for some of the legal stuff that happens at the end is it the cat one Okay. Do you know um, what I'm talking about, though? No. There was a documentary made about it. 
I forget what it was called. I have very bad news. I also. killed cats. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's what the documentary is <laughs> called. But it was a guy who like killed cats and then commit murder Whoa. on video. Oh, and got a. Lo- it was a lot of weird legal shit involved. This one has video involved. So okay, and it happens in Canada. Yeah, Toronto specifically. Is it that guy who was? No, he didn't kill anybody. He just drugged a lot of people. I don't know. Um. What other hint can I give you? It's two people. Oh, so Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yep. Um, two people in Canada, Toronto. Um, early nineteen nineties ish is the time frame. I don't know if you've heard of it or know the details of it. I think you've heard the name before. I have bad news though. I have to pee, and I forgot to do it on intermission. So I need you to keep thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. And <laughs> intermission. And we're back again. If we're being honest, I almost Googled like Canadian murders. <laughs> Didn't though. I was like, I can't do that to Emily. <laughs> That's like it. the ultimate form of disrespect. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I have no guess. You know, the Ken and Barbie killers? I do. Do you know the story? No. Awesome. It was in the news recently, wasn't it? It gets, it's like one of those ones that is often argued about. Mm. there's some stuff that happens that people that's what i'm saying it has a bad rap for some of the legal stuff that we'll get into noted stuff goes down and people still argue about like what could like what should have been done different or what could have been done different or if anything should have been done different a lot of people have a lot of takes so (laughs) okay (laughs) but that's me it's at the end we'll get into the the, yes i have heard of this that's fun no okay so it all takes place, like I said, around the late 1980s, early 1990s okay. time period. I have days for stuff, but just to give you a setting right off the bat. The, the 90s. <laughs> the 90s. Is your setting. Um, <laughs> is your setting. Uh, so their names are Carla Homolka and Paul Bernardo. Okay. Two of those names were fake. <laughs> I'm just going to call them Carla and Paul. Because I'm bad. Those were the names. real names. <laughs> The okay. other ones were the fake ones. Okay. That Homolka was Simish. Bern- Bernardo. Bernardo. That's that's a made-up name. Yeah. You no. don't name your kid Bernardo. That is thrust upon them. <laughs> that's by their the last name. <laughs> name him that. I don't care. Change your last name. That is thrust upon you by the cool, unfeeling hand of life. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine coming out and your name is fucking Bernardo. <laughs> Homolka homolka that sounds like i'm choking (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 so to start off her story carla is 17 okay a high school student okay uh she worked at a pet store and in october 1987 uh she went to this pet food condition convention she's like working a booth it's like stuff okay kind of thing a pet it's not like comic-con like- no it's literally the pet food comic-con <laughs> um, that's a lot for me and it's in toronto canada um like i said i think she was working a booth there some stuff just said she was there mm-hmm. one thing said she was working it so i imagine like doing a booth or something for the pet store she worked at mm-hmm. um after the convention like one of the nights she and a friend a co-worker they're uh go to the hotel's restaurant that they're staying in okay they just go downstairs to eat 
hangout kind of okay. thing. Uh, and while they're eating the meal, Paul Bernando walks in. Fake name. <laughs> and it's love at first sight kind yeah. of deal. They make eye contact from across the restaurant and he starts heading over. Bold. <laughs> Damn. They like had, it was a thing though, both of them report chemistry first glance. They lock eyes and they're like, I have to talk to that person. What, when are their birthdays? <laughs> oh, I didn't look them up. <sighs> Emily, you know, you know by now. What the fuck is her name? Carla. Carla. Um, oh. Don't read any of the stuff I'm that not, they do. I'm not. Birthday. May 4th, 1970. Okay, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. May 4th. Zodiac sign. Already off to a bad start. She is a Taurus. <laughs> What's his name? Paul Bernando. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, fake name. Birth. No, not, not baby. Baby. August 27th. I'm a Virgo, another Virgo. How fun. What was it? A Taurus and a, a Virgo. A Taurus and a Virgo. What can, what can you tell me about that pairing? Let's look up the chemistry. <laughs> okay. Taurus, Virgo, compatibility. Overall, Taurus and Virgo are a very well-matched couple. They'll talk through problems, provide each other with stability, and will enjoy a quiet and comfortable life together. For two Earth signs, it doesn't get any better than that. Huh. These signs are a match made in heaven because of these signs' shared values. A Virgo-Taurus relationship is bound to be filled with care, commitment, and mutual respect. Interesting. Soulmates was the other word I saw. A lot of things said they thought they were soulmates. Like, love at first sight kind of thing. Wow. So, they're they're hitting the marks. A Taurus woman? Nothing scarier. <laughs> um so paul at this point he's a 23 year old at this time so a college kid he's six foot tall he's like a he's a tall man um and he's studying to be an accountant at the university of toronto an accountant or an accountant nope. just the normal <laughs> damn accountant he has an only fan <laughs> terrifying <laughs> studying <laughs> studying um so, like I said, he comes over to the table right away, and they start talking and hit it off again. It's not just they looked cute to each other. They, like, have a... have a Yeah, a repertoire. Yeah, they can start talking instantly. It's What's just their, going swell. Do they have an age gap? Wait, I think I missed that. She, She's 17. Yeah, and he's 23. Six years. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ew. <laughs> um, That's bordering on too much for me. The co-worker that Carla was eating with doesn't want to cock block things so they like leave they go back to the hotel room <laughs> hey respect for that friend so like a true homie is just no, like i'll let y'all have this they notice that Pop there's up. something happening hook here, up bestie. so get your bag um, yeah no so get your bag so she just she leaves and lets them have the table so they can chat some more okay again what up what a true homie no literally really just leaves That's the restaurant for friendship. you leaves the fucking restaurant <laughs> not even like the room not like here have my chair goes back to the hotel room leaves <laughs> they don't pull up another chair leaves, leaves. Um. <laughs> also like leaving your friend with a strange man in a hotel bar also I mean, interesting i get like the chemistry <laughs> and like you can ted bundy had chemistry with a lot of people <laughs> like <laughs> if you ever left me in a hotel bar i would hold it over you for the rest of our lives 
Yeah. Yeah, there's two sides of that coin, I guess. (laughs) No, I'd be pissed. (laughs) I guess they were like, we're in the same hotel, right? Like, it'll be fine. I I don't know. A secondary location. (laughs) No. (laughs) A different room in the same hotel. Secondary location. Um... So, the two stay there talking until the restaurant closes. Okay. I don't know what time they got there, but they stay there. Ten until- minutes before close. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, how substantial that is, but they they stay until they're kicked out kind of thing. And they move the party upstairs into Carla's bedroom, uh-huh. and as you can probably guess, they do hook up. Bless. <laughs> um, Good for Carla. Like Like we said earlier, also, they believe they're soulmates. They continue to just really get along with each other. Both of them tell friends at school about, like, how perfect the relationship was. And she's in high school and he's in college. Yeah, but they're Another both, like, problem. bragging to friends, like, well, she's sitting there, like, I have an older man. And he's, he's so like, educated. A young woman. Mm, <laughs> yummy. And he, yeah, and he's like, I got this young high school girl. She's I super pretty. Um, yeah, also, they're both super pretty. That's kind of where they get the whole name, Ken and Barbie. But <laughs> it's, like sure i guess was she blonde is that why they call her barbie yeah that's dumb (laughs) come up with something more creative um bert and ernie carla was obsessed elmo and big bird (laughs) mario and luigi do better (laughs) that dad on tiktok do better He, like, gets his chest at one point, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another iconic couple. Do better. <laughs> That's failing <it>. miserably. <laughs> Keep going. So, yeah, she was obsessed on and on uh, to her school friends. All she would talk about after this date is him. Can we... He, he fucked a 17-year-old. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't care that she was 17. She's in high school and he's in college. But yeah, it was more than just a... A hook up to the note because he would he would also he'd brag like I have a young girl but also be like she's the perfect girl for me I love her kind of thing okay still he's yucky. creepy though he's creepy they're so both creepy spoiler alert they're both creepy spoiler alert there's a true crime case named after them like, yeah <laughs> bad sign already uh Carla was the oldest of three uh three she was, it was three girls okay she was really well liked in school very pretty popular just like a Taurus. Yeah, a Taurus. <laughs> I say that. I don't know anything about a Taurus. Science. I'm just going to agree with you. I like Tauruses sometimes. Oh. <laughs> the women, usually. Earth signs. Um, I'm an earth sign. I don't like Taurus men. Good thing I'm not that. Proud of you. Uh, opposite of that, Paul was the youngest of three. He was a charming kid, but had a tougher upbringing. Wasn't like the popular kid in school. His mom was extremely verbally abusive, manipulative, and just not very there for him. Mommy Uh, issues. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, mommy issues. Uh, For example, at the age of 16, Paul finds out that the man he had called dad his whole life was not actually his dad, (gasps) and he finds it out, like, while his mom is screaming at him, like, saying some not great things. A very traumatic experience already. she tells him? And drops that bomb. There, what that was in one source. One source said he just kind of finds out. One source Yo, did say that. Imagine telling your kid, like while abusing him. So <laughs> he's not your dad. At sixteen, like has no clue until this moment. Was his other siblings that man's children? I don't know. I'm interested. Um, was his mama hussy? <laughs> 
Um, also, at the age of 16, Paul took on a new hobby to relieve the stress of his parents, all that that was causing him. Uh, he Accounting. Became, no. Oh. <laughs> a, a peeping Tom. Oh. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. I know, I just really wanted to say it. I don't know. I think peeping Tom is a pretty universal saying, but just yeah. in case you don't know what that means, uh, he was looking through people's windows, specifically to, ch- to catch girls undressing. Uh, he would watch girls doing anything, but he was hunting for girls undressing. Um, he continues this all the way through high school, and by the time he's in college, he's pretty good at it. He, like, has strats. <laughs> it is his hobby, hubby. <laughs> some people build model trains some people play legos he <laughs> watches you through your windows he knows when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake yeah. he knows if you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake he also says like or looking back look on it windows. at this point needed more of a challenge so not a good sign uh <laughs> <laughs> go play fucking call of duty bro i don't know get a hobby do anything else get a life um in college, he gains the rep- like a reputation for being life of the party. Uh, he was also, like I said, super charming, well liked. Um, but it was the kind of thing like if Paul was going to the party, you were going to the party just to see what Paul would do. <laughs> there is a picture of him in the bathtub. It's full of empty cans of beer, and he has the like funnel that people drink out of on his head, like a hat. Like you see people with the lampshade. That's him with the big funnel, and he's just in the bathtub lost (laughs) (laughs) men saw god but yeah so he was he was the fun at the college parties in the area was he in a frat it sounds like he was in a frat (laughs) i don't think so kept kept aside (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway paul uh he would drive over 80 miles to come visit carla after this convention uh she lived in St. Catherine, okay. which is about 80 miles away. He often brought gifts and flowers with them. Uh, okay. He'd like to also impress parents because he's older. Yeah. They they liked him, though. He was They saw him as the older, educated man, perfect for their daughter kind of thing. Yucky. <laughs> um, and like he was playing into that by bringing flowers and chocolates and yucky, <laughs> well-dressed kind of thing. Uh, very polite. So, charming kind of thing. Six years older than her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we'll skip forward. Carla graduates high school in 1989. Proud of her. At this point, the relationship isn't as perfect as it had started out. <gasps> Paul had started verbally fighting, uh, getting a little bit more heated with her. Um, but she would, like, soon forgive him. He would apologize, bring gifts, be super sweet after. And love just, bombing. Yeah, a buying your love kind of yeah. thing. And um, they would just forget about it, leave it in the past. Um, yeah, so he, <laughs> there's already a, a verbal abuse thing happening here. He just also knew how to be make him get forgiven kind of thing. He love would just, bombing. Yeah, play into it. I hate that. Um. Later that same year, which is, I just had it, just had it, 1989, uh, Paul and Carla go on a little trip together to Niagara Falls, just like a romantic getaway here in front of the falls. Paul proposes to Carla, (gasps) and she says yes. 
<laughs> How long have they been together at this point? It's 89. They met in... Let me double check before I spew misinformation. Let me double check before I spew misinformation. Where's the date? What oh was... The, remember the... 87. So two years? Yeah. He proposes after two years? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's better than, like, six months. But, like... Yeah. He waited for her to graduate. That's hey, what it at is. the very least, you didn't marry someone in high school. Yeah. So, like, better than nothing. And they planned the wedding for spring of 1991. So, a little bit of time. Yeah, two years. Um, So, it's a little ways off, but or she does say yes. Have. So, they're engaged for this whole time. Um, Like I said, Carla's parents love Paul because he he just came off as this very smart, charming guy. That was their first mistake. So they were on board with the wedding. They were like, yeah, she can straight out of high school get married to this guy in a couple of years. She can marry a fully (laughs) grown man. Um, Yeah. They probably like that he was trying to be an accountant. He has a fucking retirement account. Yeah. That. um, Also, around this time. (laughs) <laughs> a little, a little, a couple months later, police released this sketch of a serial rapist that had been plaguing the area. Oh, my God. We're going to backtrack a little bit here. Um, this serial rapist had at least 11 victims at this point, but the police had relatively little information on him since he would purposely attack these women from behind. He took women from bus stops, grabbed them while they were running, and just generally, like, sneak up behind them on purpose mm-hmm. so people didn't have like a good picture of his face at all uh the unknown man was huge thing in this area police would go on tv to warn locals mm-hmm. uh it was like posters were everywhere girls were instructed to never go out at night and in the day never be alone kind of thing wow. it was very serious in the area a huge scare um and even after a year of all of this they still had nothing no leads or anything uh the police eventually even pulled an fbi profiler onto the crime uh smart (laughs) the profiler said they were looking for a young intelligent high-functioning psychopath man who lived in the area and who was committing these sexually sadistic crimes based on anger uh sounds like someone i know who could it be (laughs) no one no one have we sounds like (laughs) a virgo man who is an accountant (laughs) studying to be oh studying to be my bad (laughs) so like i said this is released in 1990 and it's posted everywhere it's on posters the sketches not Mm -hmm. just the the profile this is a year later they've finally gotten this sketch out when you said sketch my first response was (gasps) ted cruz (laughs) i mean i know it's not but like he's the zodiac killer obviously but like yeah yeah i think it was funny we should do an episode on the zodiac killer so, yeah, it's on, it's everywhere in the area, because this was a huge thing at this point. Like, police would go on TV to give, like, instructions of, like, don't go in this area. This had, like, it was very big. So, it was everywhere. Posters, newspapers, just flyers being handed out. Mm-hmm. Anything and everywhere. This, this picture was posted everywhere. So, everyone in the area is seeing this face. And this face looks a little similar to our dude, Paul. So much so Tom. that close friends are contacting the police. Yo. Like, his good friends are calling the cops Kappa about Kappa this. Kappa Psi rat him out. <laughs> yeah. 
all, all the, the party boys the were like, like bro we I can't think, have him at the party anymore i think i think paul might have done something bad hey you remember that guy that was in the bathtub last week his face is on, on the, the news <laughs> get him yeah. out of cap cap aside i don't know that that's the frat he was in i don't even know if that's a frat guys please don't be <laughs> mad at me <laughs> By November of that year, uh, the police had, a, like, several call-ins saying, that dude looks just like Paul. You have to go talk to Paul. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, though, but November is way after May, like, when the sketch came out. That's half a year later. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know why they didn't go check on it sooner, but finally... Police incompetence? That's <laughs> yeah. never been heard Several of. people have been calling it. Like, a lot of people in the area were like, that's Paul, dude. <laughs> we have to call someone because that's just Paul. Um, and, but yeah, so half a year later, they, they finally go check out Paul. Uh, and they bring him in for questioning and for a DNA sample. Paul agreed to be questioned and gave a sample willingly. Um, the DNA is sent in, but it's at the bottom of a huge pile at this point. Wow. Because they had gotten a ton of other call-ins. Because the sketch wasn't a dead ringer for Paul. It just had similar similar, features. So it also was just white guy, blonde hair, like, wasn't, didn't narrow it down too well. So they had a ton of other people that they had already brought in for questioning at this point. Because remember been half a year so they've collected a lot of other dna so it's sent in but it's just sitting somewhere yeah isn't touched nothing happens with it um and yeah there's a lot that has to the machines are also super slow the tech was like just coming about Mm -hmm. it was very new at this point so therefore it was a lot slower than what we're used to um so it it couldn't even be addressed at this point. Yeah. It was just collected. Um, Paul, at this point, moves in with Carla, who, like I said, lived in St. Catherine, which is 80 miles away. Unclear if he moved because he was scared after questioning or if this was an already planned move because they were together. Could be a mix of both. Yeah. Kind of moved faster because he already wanted to do it. But he, he moves in with Carla and her family. It's not like they're oh. getting a house together. He moves in with the family interesting they do like him and are totally for him being there um but he's a fully grown man yeah that's they they are planning on getting married too though i don't care the um the parents say they were cool with it because they wanted them to save up money before moving out to have like a fault like build up your emergency money and all that like have your stock up save in your bank account, so that way you're not broke when you move out kind of thing. I guess. But Paul was also probably running. Um, from the cops. <laughs> because you were. Um, a funny little thing happens here. What? I don't know. You know who the bad guys are in this story. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's called the Barbie and Ken murders. <laughs> we know who the bad guys are. It's Barbie and Ken. Um, from the hit <laughs> Pixar movie Toy Story. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> So, the funny little thing, uh, the, this, the, the serial rapes happening in the first area stop, and a new string of incidents are reported in St. Catherine. No one puts this together at the moment, by <laughs> the way. Police incompetence? <laughs> no one, no one notices that it just moves. What? Serial killers so, can rent a U-Haul? Um, okay. 
<laughs> I'm going to put the warning here. Things do get a little intense in this story. It's a true crime podcast, but I will warn you when things get a little too weird, because I know some people won't want to hear about this, and it is some not okay stuff. Uh, but that's going to start coming up soon. There's <laughs> there's your disclaimer. I'll, I'll let you know when you should skip, but it, this is an intense, one of the more intense yeah. stories. And I leave some of it out because it's unnecessary, but some of it is part of the, the, the like, stuff we go into later with the case and stuff. So, yeah. important details that are, sadly, also very intense. Um, so, like I said, family loved Paul. And to them, they knew he had nothing to do with it. They were like, oh, they just brought you in for questioning because you have blonde hair. Duh. Um, you just look like every other guy. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it, no wonder, like, They've called so many other people. Yeah. (laughs) I guess just be honest and they'll cover it up for you. They just believed him. They were like, no, it couldn't be Paul. We love Paul. Paul's such a great guy. How could it be Paul? Um, Carla's younger sister, Tammy, said she saw Tom as like a brother they never had. He was very close with everyone in this family. Tom? Paul. I don't know why it says Tom. You just called Paul Tom and I really... (laughs) I wasn't going to comment on it. No. And then I was like, wait, like peeping Tom? Or are we just changing Oh, I think name? one of the reporters' name was Tom. And I like oh. got confused. That, yeah, one of the reporters. A name that came up was Tom. And okay. I was reading it. Yeah. No, it's, it's chill. Paul. It's chill. It's Tammy Paul. said she saw Paul as a brother they never had. Excuse me. Don't know. You just had got a stroke, confused. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and the parents still think he's the best guy ever. Even though they've started having a rocky relationship, they don't really know any of that. Okay. They still see him as, like, the perfect man for their daughter. Um, so, Paul, at this time, starts to creepily spy on the family in his peeping Tom fashion. Oh. Um, and he is especially hooked on watching Tammy, th- who was 15 at the <gasps> time. <laughs> Oh my he god. He would just spy on the family, letting him stay there. But like the 15 year old. Just I'm creepily like you, no, hover would, around. The fact that he was trying to fuck a 17 year old when he was 23 is already a problem. No, it gets a lot worse. No, yeah, because <laughs> men eat shit. Ugh! <laughs> it's, it's a very steep downhill from here. Okay. It gets so much worse. I'm not like, it gets so much worse. Yep. Uh, Paul starts telling Carla that he wanted to have sex in a way that Carla just couldn't do. What? Because he needed a virgin. Nope. <laughs> and he just starts begging for her sister. Ew. Who is 15. Because it was the closest thing to taking Carla's. He, bad dude. No, Bad yeah. dude. Uh, Why is that a thing? Like, this weird focus on, like, virginity yeah, and purity. Yeah, it's no and... different. No, it's... Li- it like, doesn't change anything. I'm not anything. saying every man is a rapist, but I definitely... Or not a rapist, a pedophile, but I definitely saw a video on TikTok the other day that was talking about how, like, when women have to start taking care of their husbands and stuff, or, like, when your husband becomes a man-child, you become less sexually attracted to him because you your subconscious views him as a child yeah. that you have to take care of. And with men, it's the reverse. Like, you like women more when they're pretending to be children. Yeah. And there was a comment that was like, sources? And she just pulled up the tabs on Pornhub. And it was like, preteen, uh, stepdaughter, virgin, um, 
first orgasm teen underage it's like um bro you're your gender outed you yeah no if you, the, the the scary one is looking at the map of the u.s for each state what's the most like searched porn in that state mm-hmm. and all of them are the same no yeah it's all like teachers or underage kids no literally it's like a it's the weird someone who of- works with kids or kids kind of thing and it's like bro you're you're outing yourself <laughs> he, like yeah. you are the source um <laughs> carla said she was so scared that paul would leave her she and him make this plan no stop <laughs> you might want to start skipping ahead <laughs> carla was going to steal something from the veterinarian's clinic she now worked at to give her sister and knock her out. So, like, Carla's helping. Keep that in mind. Don't feel bad for Carla. (laughs) So, on December 30th, 1990, she drugs her younger sister and gives her to Paul. I don't want to hear this anymore. (laughs) As a Christmas present is what they call it. Oh, my God. Carla is insane, and nobody says anything. No. Um... At that point, it's literally, like, whatever I have to do to keep my man. Yeah, who's already a rapist. Abusing her. A rapist. He's already been raping women. And they, they're covering up. They're like, no, it doesn't look like you that much. Anyway, they, they invite Tammy to stay up with them. They're going to sneak a couple of drinks uh, so the family doesn't see. The family goes to bed, and they do. And Carla crushes up animal tranquilizer oh into God. her little sister's drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> like. All right. Skip now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's bad. They carry her upstairs. Paul sexually assaults her. Naturally. To make it worse, Carla holds a rag <gasps> soaked in anesthetic over her sister's face while Paul is doing this. To make matters even worse, they decide to video the whole thing. Oh, my God. To make matters even worse still... Carla sexually assaults her little sister, all on tape. What the fuck does Carla do? (laughs) She says Paul makes her do things to her, but Carla's there, not against her will. Anyway, I don't like Carla. Uh, (laughs) You can see where I stand in this. You shouldn't. I really was waiting for you to say that she woke up. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I really was about, I was waiting for you to say, and, like, the anesthesia didn't work, but, like, I mean, I guess. No, it does get a lot more worse before anything happens, though. She begins to throw up. <gasps> she's still unconscious. But, but she's, like, choking. She's choking. And they, of course, start to freak out because she's passed out. They can't wake her up, and she's choking. They call an ambulance. They quickly dress her, and they, like, hide all the, they hide the videotape and the evidence. And, like, the crushed-up animal tranquilizer and all of that. Uh, and they tell the doctor that she had drank too much, that she stayed up with them and had too much alcohol, that they were sneaking. Um, and they claim they, had, they, like, were trying to resurrect her. Tammy was taken to the hospital, but she sadly passed away soon after. Oh, my fucking God. Doctors noticed a burn around her mouth. This was from the, the rag. With the, <gasps> it was a chemical burn because um, it was soaked in chemicals. And they ask Carla and Paul about it, and they say it was rug burn from when they pulled her off the bed and onto the floor to resuscitate her. The doctors believe this. Nah. 
and claim that Tammy died of natural causes. She's 15. What natural cause? And they didn't find, they didn't do a toxicology no, report? No, they believed all of it. Nothing happens. And this is why. <laughs> you know, I will say this is the first medical incompetence I've heard in a while. Yeah. I feel like police incompetence, it's just, no, it's, it comes with it's the not, true crime cases. It's not a rug burn, it's chemical burns around her mouth. Yeah. Why would she only be rug burned on, on her, her mouth? mouth? She was pulled off the bed. Why would just her mouth hit? It, no, it, it wouldn't. The no, logic is not there. They believe them. I'm, like, sick. The family is very upset, of course, but they also completely believe their story. Like, nobody notices anything. At that point, anything. it's willful ignorance. At that point, you don't want to believe the alternative. Yeah, no. And, I mean, I can't really fault a grieving parent to just kind of be like, I guess. During the holidays, too. It's December the 30th. Because what is the alternative? What is accepting... As it's a parent, blissful ignorance. As, right. Like, do you want to think, like, oh, the, the picture kind of looks a little like Paul, and now my younger daughter is dead, and there's a chemical burn around her mouth, and, like, do you want to believe that? Or do you want to believe that she wasn't tortured and that she passed away from natural causes? Yeah, and she was also, like, in the teenage... Literally it, 15. They just wanted to be like, oh, she was... didn't understand the dangers of alcohol kind of thing say she didn't understand how much she could have and she just went overboard and it's a terrible accident at that point and also, that's how they all wrote it off side note family or not even if that was the case and she did get alcohol poisoning and did choke like that's still that's, paul and carla's fault for sneaking a 15 year old alcohol no, that's still um what is it negligence mm-hmm. like negligent homicide yeah and they, it would have been, it still everyone be wrote it off. Oh, it's a teen who was just messing around too much. Like, no, she was given alcohol. Yeah. It's and not like she's nobody snuck in. does anything. A month later, Paul and Carla move into their own place. They like have enough saved up. Um, and at this point, Paul is not only verbally abusing Carla, he is also physically abusing her. This is alleged. We don't know. Carla could have made some of this up. I'm just going to no, be yeah, forthcoming with it. Carla's suspicious. No, she's, <laughs> she assaulted her younger sister yeah. with her boyfriend on video. We, didn't, we know that happened. It's also at this point that he would allegedly make jokes admitting to being the rapist t- terrorizing Toronto and now saying At this Catherine. point, if she doesn't fucking know, that's bullshit. Carla wanted out at this point because she was becoming suspicious now. I don't know why she wasn't suspicious before. When they drugged her younger sister. But he told her that if she left, that he would go to the police with the videotapes with Tammy. So if he was going down, she was going down with him. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. You killed your little sister. Right. Deal with it. And at that point, she also has a better case against them. Like, I'm not saying that she's in the right at all because she obviously helped. But like, okay, go to the video. Go to the police. I, I would love to tell the police how you wanted to take my little sister's virginity so much that you made me drug her. Yeah, you can make a case because what's on video is, is only the, the, that part of the crime, not how they got the drugs or right. anything or what drugs were even used. I would love to make a case against you, Paul, especially because you look just like the rapist. Yeah. Who are they going to believe? Yeah, which no one's connected. Like, no, she's that the equally rapes have responsible. Moved. They still haven't put together that the rapes just moved. She's equally responsible, but at that point, like, no. Yeah. You um, should want to get out more. Here is another. There's three very bad areas. We've passed one. 
we are entering the second one's territory. Mm, and they two. are all sickening. Again, this one has some warnings on it. Act two. Um, They're revenging. I'm going to throw up. I feel <laughs> ill. No, it's bad. Um, So on June 15, 1991, uh, Paul comes home with like air quotes, a gift for Carla. Nope. This is two weeks before their wedding and he wanted to surprise her and he brings home a 14 year old girl. Yeah. So name- younger. Yeah, her name is Leslie Mahaffey. Um, he had offered her cigarettes and, like, said he had them in his car. She was just, like, sitting outside at her home, and she follows him to the car. She, he grabs her and throws her in and drives home. And nobody saw. Like, she just disappears to everyone else. Also, this is not a present for Carla, Paul. Yeah, no, this is your dealings. You want to stick your dick in a child. Carla's suspicious because he was bringing things to Carla. Like, and Carla doesn't say anything. (laughs) No, yeah, no, Carla is equally responsible. Yes, and they both do things again. Right. They both assault this girl. On video again? They video everything. Oh, my God. Both of them doing it. Um, Do they drink her? Is she like... They drug her again. Okay. Um, after about a full 24 hours of assaulting her... Oh, my God. They strangle her. Oh, my God. This isn't an accidental death this time. They kill her. Oh, my God. It gets very gruesome here. Is the video... Side <laughs> note. I Did they film the full 24 hours? No, they they film when they're assault. The, it was like the assault? they they had her locked up for twenty four hours in the bathroom. Okay, and they would just come in and do something and leave, but they would only film like the assault part of it. Okay, um, terrible people. No, literally, that's so, a child. Yeah, a fourteen year old girl. So at this point, they have a body to deal with. They dismember her body okay mix the parts in with concrete blocks it's like leftover construction material okay uh and throw it into lake gibson which is a lake nearby just dump it into the lake okay um so and they're like it'll go away no one will ever find it (laughs) okay so on july 29th they are married at this huge extravagant wedding like a hundred family members friends are there no one has a a clue that they're doing this kind of stuff but also on the 29th a man fishing in the lake (gasps) on their wedding day yes oh my god that's something out of a movie (laughs) yeah no it's the same day finds parts of the body that are starting to like wash up contacts the police and this blows up on the news obviously this is huge in the area especially since they're being plagued by like serial rapist and there's just been all these scares and nobody can find anything this goes everywhere also it's terrifying no it's body parts washing up um over the next year police try to figure out what happens year eventually pulling in the exact same fbi profiler to help even with the help of the fbi they don't connect the cases still they don't connect anything (laughs) they they're so like they just think that there's two separate serial rapists they happening have, in different they counties. They are linking nothing together I'm at this point. Mad. Yeah. Police incompetence. Yeah. Usually when the FBI gets involved, it, it ends pretty quickly. 
Yeah, no, they've, they, so there's interviews little, with this FBI off. profiler. It's like, he profiles again. It's like, it's a guy a little older. Like, it's the exact same thing, but like has aged. So obviously it's the same guy and has aged and just moved because they know Paul moved. But they don't connect anything. I'm also, the FBI is in Canada? <laughs> Do they have a Canadian FBI? You know I just read FBI and was like, got it. Carries. Is it the Canadian FBI? What does FBI stand for? Federal Bureau of (laughs) Investigation, right? Yeah. Is it the Canadian Federal Bureau of Investigation? Because federal just means the CSIS. So did they? The things I read all said the FBI. So that's my question: Is did they pull in the American? fbi or yeah i didn't even think about that. those reports just change so americans would understand so that americans would understand it i will look that interesting up. we After. just found a plot hole yeah no everything said fbi too so we'll it talk- might they might have called in the u.s <laughs> we'll talk about it at the beginning of our next episode yeah for sure yeah that went over my head i read fbi and was like yeah that's pretty standard in crime well i because i was thinking about I was like, oh, because the FBI probably, like, did they cross state lines? And then I was like, wait, this isn't in America. Like, Canada also doesn't have state, they have provinces. Yeah. It's like, did it, did it get called in because it crossed province lines? Is that how their FBI works? Because usually our FBI only gets involved if it's, if it's a federal crime and it's, it's a federal crime if it crosses state lines. Yeah. Huh. Or, or did they just call in our FBI because they were like, America, y'all have a lot of fucking problems. I mean, it could have been something like a state-of-the-art profiler or something. Right. Because like, they needed, say, they wanted the top of the top to profile this no, guy. No, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Because around this time, it was also when... No, that was the 60s. When they when they coined the term, like, serial killer and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the FBI was really starting to to become like the fbi that we know of yeah interesting yeah that is a fair point i did not catch on to that i didn't either until what time is it we're an hour and 45 (laughs) minutes in (laughs) okay so paul at this point is just getting more and more confident cocky because he's getting away he's a narcissist with a lot that also um but they don't, they're not even connecting anything at this point. Like, they're way behind where he is at, in his mind, you know? Yeah. I mean, they just are also. They're not putting any of the pieces together. Uh, so he, at this point, asked Carla to call up Tammy's friends to invite them over for dinner. Multiple? Yes. Oh, my fucking God. It's at different times. So it's not a bunch of people oh, okay. at once. Um, he wants to drug them just like he did to Tammy. So, Carla and Paul assault several of these girls on videotape over the next few months. Thankfully, all of these girls survived the incidents. How many is several? Do we know? It's okay if you don't. Oh, I don't... It was somewhere like four or five new cases. That was the question. Developed over this time. I just wanted to know if it was double digits yet. I mean, Paul already has 11 just in... Right, but I meant involving Carla. Yeah, this I, I it was four or five because like new anybody who tries happen. to make a case for Carla is just dumb. No, we'll get into it too. Because at this point, it, if she's hitting double digits too, like it doesn't matter if he even forced her. Like at that point, call the police. Yeah, Ted Bundy's girlfriend did. 
So, like I said, they all survive. All of these girls survive, but because of how strong the drugs were, they would wake up having no clue what happened the night before. And they would just say they got blackout drunk. Because they were animal tranquilizers. Yeah, they they had no idea any of that. This happened. isn't Tylenol PM, guys. This is fucking like it was. They Jesus. would wake up in the guest bedroom, and be like, "What happened?" It's like, "Oh, you had too much to drink with dinner." It's interesting, also, that they they didn't notice anything new on their body. Yeah, like no more chemical burns. I think they avoided the rag. After no, yeah, the say, doctors like, pointed they're out they're just burn, getting better at it, which is terrifying. And they have videos to rewatch, and like see what they did wrong. I mean, all of it was they did well, something no, wrong. Yeah, but, but like to at them, that point, it's a trophy. Can, yeah, I would also bet a million dollars that the video was Paul's idea. Yeah, I'm, he's a fucking peeping tom. Yeah, and he just likes to watch. He needed trophies also. <laughs> okay, these are children. On April, this is our third super big thing. That's kind of sickening to read. Act three. On April 19th, 1992, the couple went for a drive with the sole purpose of finding another girl. Disgusting. They kidnapped 15-year-old Christine French, who was walking home alone after school. They had, she was walking in a certain direction, and they pulled into a parking lot that they knew she would, like, go near. It was a church parking lot. And they wait for her to pass and call out and ask for help with directions while waving around a map. Just being like, hey, we're tourists in the area. We're lost. Can you help us with directions? She walks up and they pull her into the car. She was reported quick and qu- missing very quickly. And there were even some witnesses this time <gasps> who had seen her talking get to people. An unknown vehicle. They didn't see her. That No one saw her get grabbed into the car. Bullshit. But people saw her. Yeah, they didn't come forward if they did. Okay. But people saw her talking to people in a car in this parking lot. Like, they Bless. had all the details. They told the cops that she was seen by a beige Camaro. So, like, <gasps> to track them something. They a make and model. Yeah. They gave, yes! It spreads like crazy, and they put it on everything because they're, yes. they're starting to see stuff. They put it in newspapers, flyers. It's even on billboards. You can find pictures of the billboards. Um, Get them. That, uh, like, with the picture of the car on it and saying, like, have you seen this car? There's a missing child kind of thing. This would have been super helpful oh, no. if it was correct. What? Paul did not drive a beige I'm Camaro. I'm going to jump off a bridge. He drove a goldish Nissan, so it was beige, but it just wasn't a Camaro. <sighs> They're kind of similar, but not that much. Like, you could pull up a picture of the two cars, and it's like, yeah, that's not the same car at I'm gonna all. I'm going to throw up. Um, it is at this point that the media starts to point out links between the murders and bless i like it when journalists get involved because usually they're the journalists point out what's happening specifically between leslie and uh uh christine hurt their abductions Mm -hmm. they start to say like this is really similar it's happening in similar-ish areas it's kind of the same situation it's a kid pulled into a car and goes missing and there's also these rapes happening they all start pulling that together and the cops are like huh that's true that's interesting. You know, I never thought about it like that. Isn't it so... It's your job to think about it like that. <laughs> Isn't it so interesting, though, that, like, when the cops get involved, cases go on for... This is years at this point. No, literally. It literally is, like, it's police incompetence again. And, like, when journalists get involved, it's either 
they are perpetrating misinformation or they're solving the case. Yeah. Like, there is no in-between. They're either regurgitating the the police and what the police are saying happens or they're saying, hey, guys. Yeah, they beat the cops to the punch hey, on this. bro. They start pulling a lot of stuff like, hey, wait, this happens here and then this happens here. They don't point out Paul at this point. Like, no, Paul, no, yeah, Paul nothing really happened with Paul because, like. He was one of many suspects, though. Yeah, and the DNA still hasn't been tested kind of thing. So Paul's name isn't flying around, but they start linking the crimes. Right. And that the crimes have moved. So they, they start pointing all of that out. And the cops, like I said, are like, hmm, that might have some substance to it. <laughs> yeah. Bob. Yeah. Um, so the profiler at this point says this guy is probably in his 20s, had a history of domestic and sexual crimes, had violent tendencies, even in his personal relationship. So he's hitting it right on the head, but he's also, it's like the same thing, except he's aged a little yeah. and that he's been doing this. So look at people in the area that's been doing, like, I don't understand how they didn't link things. Um, and they're still like on the fence if they're linked, even though like people are pointing out things, but they at least look like it. They're at least getting there. Yeah. Like I said, Paul's getting a little bit more cocky also. So unlike Leslie, they keep Christine alive. For several days this time. And they vi- they videotape everything again. Is she awake? Drugged. Okay. As from what I understand, she's okay. drugged. Um she's just alive for multiple days. Yeah, they she's keep not her awake, alive though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sadly, after Paul was done with her, they strangled her again. But this time there's no like body horror. They just dump the body eh, away this time. On April 30th, her body is found 30 miles away in a ditch near a cemetery. Okay. Just why. Um. So, at this point, that was our three, like, huge things. So, at least that's all behind us. And that's not even everyone that Yeah, that's just the three girls. Not including all of the assaults of Tammy's friends and... This, that's the murder. Yeah. Um. So, on January 1993... Not sure of the day, but one of the nights, Paul... That's at least 20 assaults now. Yeah. Some of them happened, some of the Toronto ones happened before he knew Carla. Yeah. And some of them happened after, and Carla just didn't know, and then there's obviously these that Carla knew about and, and participated also participated in. in. Um, but That's yeah. over 20. In a, on a night in January 1993, Paul beats Carla really <gasps> bad to the point that she has to go to the ER. And this is the point she decides to leave Paul? So, obviously... It was one of those, it can never happen to me. Yeah. She she thought she was in on it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, the DNA sample <laughs> they took two years ago at this point. It is finally its time to shine, and it comes back positive. It is a match wow. for Paul and all the serial rapes. Who would have guessed it? And at this point, they finally connect the rapes in Toronto and the ones in St. Catherine because they're like, oh, Paul moved here. Wait a second. There's crimes here, too. Paul moved? <laughs> yeah. And the crime followed? So Probably a different guy. Yeah. I would have picked a different thing if they didn't connect it at this point. I wouldn't have talked about it. Um, police don't want to go straight to Paul, though, because they don't want to let him know he's on. They're on to him. That's fair. They, they, they need to get everything the they can fair in thing the one done swoop. So They're just like... We get everything. You build a case so that there's not a risk of him getting out. Yeah. They don't want to, like, moving. bring him in for questioning and then not have enough to, like, yeah. arrest him on that They don't want to lose time. him. 
So they bring Carla in for questioning. Mm. Carla thinks it's about what happened the night she went to the ER. Like they're investigating oh. the domestic violence. But she kind of picks up that the police are, are, they know what Paul has done and will eventually find out what she has done. Because at this point, they only think it's Paul. They don't, yeah. There's only DNA Which matches is for Paul. also fair. They don't know that she's involved in any way. Because that very rarely happens. But she's tipped off instead of them tipping off Paul. She knows. Um, but like I said, she can't blame the police for that. She's done with Paul. So she doesn't go and, like, tell Paul, like, hey, they know. Okay. She's, like, getting away from Paul at this point. She goes home and confesses to everything during a breakdown to her parents. And <gasps> her reasoning is she wanted to be the one to tell her parents instead of them having to find out through the from police. The news. Yeah. Especially about Tammy. Yeah. She told, tells them everything. Um, Could you imagine? You sit down at, like, lunch with your fam. You're eating a salad. And then you break down way, and say. brutally assaulted and murdered multiple young women and help. Yeah, they don't know more. Tammy was assaulted at this point either. They think like, it's just alcohol poisoning that killed her. Yeah. Um, she, after being told by her parents, gets a lawyer. I don't know why her parents are still talking with her well to protect her because at this point they probably believe she was a victim yeah her whole story is that she was innocent and paul made her do everything and nobody's seen the videotapes it's literally carla's word of like word again and it's it makes sense there's no other like proof that carla did anything no yeah um was i'm also did the bodies well i guess one of them was cut up mm mm-hmm but, like, Tammy's body and the other body that was whole, did they just not have any evidence of sexual assault at all? Uh, Christine's did. They, they knew that that was a rape okay. and a murder. But Tam, well, I guess they just took their word for Tammy. Yeah, and wrote it off as natural causes. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, I can't be mad. Uh, so, at this point, she gets a lawyer and she agrees to testify in court against Paul in a plea bargain for a lesser sentence. Okay. So she's saying, I will help you do anything you need to get him behind bars as long as I get less of a sentence oh, yeah. kind of thing. At least it wasn't immunity. This bargain was kept secret from the public, which upset a lot of people when they found out. No, because naturally. They because had, she was also part of it. Yeah. Um, the police agree to the bargain, and she gives the police a very detailed and complete confession to be put on file at this point. Okay. Like, it's separate from the questioning they did. She states everything in this, like, did, interview. Does she admit her part, too? She admits that she... She helped. Yeah. Um, she tells police that she was also a victim, though. Like, she was forced to do everything, and they have no reason not to believe that. She was just, like badly beaten and had to go to the er yeah kind of thing they they have no reason to suspect she did anything at that point also if it's like see also this is suspicious where she what she beat okay never mind sorry yeah there was a a history of abuse this was just it got severe enough to send her to the hospital like you don't usually start with the hospital visit level yeah. of beating that's usually like i'd started with the verbal and she could recall all that like we had a great relationship we moved out he started being pretty like verbally mean and then turned into the, like had a whole story to say because that was true she was yeah beat. she was beat um she also is this isn't cool but she she dressed very innocent for these confessions uh one thing said, like, she dressed in, like, school go- girl clothes, tried to look younger than she was. 
um she really plays into the like i'm so innocent i was just so scared card um so police have like really do believe i'm her so story. conflicted yeah <laughs> uh but it was notably different than how she would have normally dressed. And she's talking almost like a little kid. You can see clips of this interview. It's off-putting. Like, she's, she's not a little high school kid. Um, okay. So, yeah, you can watch the interview online. I watched part of it. Um, I would like to So after this episode ends. Paul is arrested finally. It takes him forever. Uh, <laughs> but he was arrested on February 17th, 1993. Okay. Um, after they arrest him, arrest him, they ask Carla to give them a tour of the house and describe everything that happened to just be like, give them a rundown on everything that Paul ever did. And she goes around and does that. She gives them a tour going into gruesome details about dealing with the bodies and where the girls were kept. They, they were locked in the bathroom. In the same breath, though, she just keeps talking about like where all her perfume samples went. And where her makeup went and why is all the furniture knocked over or missing. Like, just kind of mad that the investigators messed up their house. Which is, like, okay. Um, she gets pissed at one point telling him a story about how Paul used these really nice cups that they got from France. And they only used for special occasions. And he used it to, like, put the drink in to drug one of the girls. But she was pissed about the cup being used, not the fact that he had drugged a girl, a little girl. Weird. So, like, his, her emotions are all in the wrong spot in this tour. No, oh, yeah. Um, there was a book on the floor, and she's asking, like, can I take this? My sister really wanted to borrow this book. Um, she's been asking me about it forever, and I've just been forgetting. Like, can, can I take this, even though it's a crime scene? That's weird. <laughs> It's, I mean, you could argue she's in shock, but at how long? How long does the shock last? Read the room. Read the room. I know you're a Taurus, but come on. No, but like in like no, that's she, just weird. She's talking about like what happened to these girls. But I'm so and, like, conflicted because she has been groomed since she was seventeen. Yeah, like she was a child who was like built to be the perfect partner for this man. I'm so conflicted. Exactly. There's a huge argument around this case still. She Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into why I lean yes, the no, other yes, way. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I agree, but I also like wow. I see the other side. I keep having to remind myself that like this was her life for years. Mm-hmm. She she also tells them about the tapes at this point. She's like, if you find these tapes, you have everything you need to put them behind bars forever. If you find them, did she not know where they were? Yeah, they were, Paul had hid them. Because remember, she was trying to get away from Paul at this point. She hadn't been in the house for a little bit. That's the other thing is like, if Paul didn't even trust her with all that, she wasn't a partner. Yeah. Continue. But they, yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm so, con- I don't like this. Uh, after 71 days of searching the house, though, they couldn't find the tapes. <laughs> whoa so we'll they circle back the though. fucking walls june 8th 1993 is when carla was in court for her involvement this is not against paul this is carla's car is Car- she on trial yes okay because they they yeah uh they did something kind of quirky they did here separate cases yeah because it, it has to do with the plea bargain 
okay, still weird, but I guess, I guess. <laughs> they, again, the court does something else kind of quirky here. They, they put a publication ban on her trial. So the media and public could not know or spread around certain details of the trial. Is that so some because of the, Paul's hadn't happened yet? Yes, they didn't want to tip Paul off on what they knew. And so I, his defense... Because they were separate cases. Yeah, so the defense attorney... They didn't want to give the defense attorney stuff to work with. So they couldn't report on certain things to let Paul's people know what was going on. Which does make sense. But it's just a little weird. It's and a little. obviously, even if it makes sense, it angered a ton of people. people. No, yeah. Because this so. had been plaguing their area for a long time. At like two years at this point, they've been dealing with all these serial rape and murders of kids. I'm guess now I'm getting what you mean by like the weird legal shit because if they had done dual cases and they had both been put on trial, then yeah. the plea bargain wouldn't have worked and they wouldn't have had all this information on Paul. Yeah. So he probably would have gotten away with it. Yeah. They needed Carla to like be figured out so they can make her testify against him. Against to Paul. To confirm that Carla was involved means that she can testify. Because isn't because I this might be an American thing but isn't there a weird legal loophole about being able to testify in court if you're also we've we talked about that before if they they convict her as like not an accomplice he they can testify against each other yeah kind of thing because I remember wasn't it with um oh wait no that was a different case she wasn't allowed to testify because she was already legally dead the Amelia Dyer case yeah. when she was technically put to death. Yeah. But I guess I get it. So, yeah, but it, it whether or not it makes sense, people were mad. No, yeah, um, rightfully so. They wanted to know what was going on. They finally caught people that were involved with a lot of stuff happening in the area. They just want to know what's going on. Was Paul's case given the media ban too? No. Okay, I was going to say, that would have been a problem. Yeah. Like, it makes sense that they had to do hers because hers had to go first. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm mad, but it makes sense. Carla is convicted on manslaughter because she did help. Whether or not she was forced to do anything to these girls, she did help with what was happening. Manslaughter is also different than first-degree murder. Yeah. It, manslaughter is accident. Accident. Yeah. Yeah. Unknowing or like this. They're using it here that she was forced to do it. So it wasn't her own will yeah. causing the person to be killed. And she is sentenced to 12 years in prison. Okay. Once again, causing some outrage because people think, are starting to suspect she's a little bit more involved than she's leading on. Okay. On August 7th, 1993, she filed for divorce from Paul. Okay, good for you. <laughs> sure. I mean, you murdered people, but like, I can't, I can't speak out against that. Paul's trial began on May 8th, 1995. So this is a little while later. It's to organize stuff against him. Uh, they want to make sure he goes to jail kind of thing. Which, they want yeah. the best case they can. They still haven't found the tapes yet. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> Emily, was... I feel like I'm in a movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> he was tried for a lot of things. The big ones are kidnapping, aggravated sexual assault, unlawful confinement, and murder. Okay. And that's for both of the Leslie and Christine they um just leslie and christine it, it's also like oh do you mean like the the kidnapping or the, the murder part. the unwill the 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 confinement the confinement mm-hmm. for, okay 
Um, it's many- also the aggravated sexual assault, though, is, is the other. Do you know how many counts of sexual assault? I couldn't. I'm curious <laughs> with his They name. kept, like, plugging more that could have been him into it, mm-hmm. but it was a hazy number. I'll say at the end what he okay. admitted to. Um, uh, I was just curious as if it was, like, two counts of unlawful confinement, 36 counts of <laughs> sexual assault. He pleaded not guilty to all of this. Wow. Uh, oh, what right a- now it is nine aggravated sexual assault. I do know that. Oh, okay. it was It was nine counts of it, which they already knew 11 in just Toronto. So the numbers are a little weird. Um, but it's probably like nine is what we can prove. Yeah, we have solid evidence Like on. witnesses. We don't want to and- bring any unknown into yeah. it kind of thing. Because um, if they can disprove one, they can, dis- they can disprove them all. Yeah. It has to be without a, without without a, a shadow doubt. of a doubt. Um, so it's probably something like they could prove these perfectly and the other ones are still hazy. Um, he pleaded not guilty to all of this. A narcissist. (laughs) He did it because he felt that Carla's testimony wouldn't be strong enough to put him away. Like thought. Bold. Because he didn't know. Like. No, that is really He knows they don't have the tapes and he doesn't think Carla can make a strong enough argument. That's bold. (laughs) I don't think the person who was in the room with me <laughs> while I did it could make a case strong enough against me. That's fucked. He is a narcissist. But little did he know, <laughs> the cops found the tapes in the years between the trials. Where were they? They were in the house. Where? So whoever, I could not find where. In the fucking walls? I don't know. I was so mad. It had to be something weird, though. No, it had to be. Like a cabinet with a false back or something? Yeah. I could not find where, but they searched 71 days for these tapes. Some of the details couldn't be given away during Carla's trial, though, so they might have found them a lot earlier, but just kept the old data, what's spread around, to keep Paul from knowing. They had to have been... <laughs> Dude, they had to have been hidden somewhere. That, that could have... 71 days? They might have... That's not, like, a box in the closet. That might have been the days that they were searching the house for the crime in general, though. They might have found the tapes and didn't want them to know, because... I mean, I... <laughs> no. <laughs> And if Paul th- genuinely didn't think that they, they kept had it the a tapes, secret until now, they they dropped that on he, him in court. If he genuinely didn't believe believed that they didn't have the case, the tapes, he hid them well. If yeah. he hid them well enough from Carla, where the fuck were they? Were they under the floors? Were they were they in <laughs> the mattress? No. Where were they? Where were they? They were in the walls. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so mad. <laughs> Not only do these tapes show a ton about Paul, though. It shows a crap ton more about Carla, too. She had misled authorities a ton with Oliver playing innocence. The tapes show just how involved she was with everything. And there's not much forcing being done in these tapes. There's, like, screenshots of the tapes you can find. She looks very excited to be there. There's tapes with her holding up a head, smiling, like, posing for pictures. Again, could have been forced to do these pictures, but the attitude in, she's participating. No, I know, but it's also, like, the, she's been groomed since she was 17. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's participating in this because in the back, like, you could always make the argument that she was going to get beat if she didn't. Or, like, there was, because, you know, he's a narcissist, Mm -hmm. and narcissists, it's not just as simple as like verbal or physical abuse no it's very you're manipulated and if he was already love bombing her so early on that means there's there's 
there's peaks of love bombing and all this stuff. That also means there's has to be troughs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, he only can work in extremes. And I don't know. <laughs> if he was gaslighting her from the moment he met her, I... <sighs> but to stick around long enough that you've killed three people, one no, of them I being your sister. No, I completely agree. And to be excited and I, I get, it's not just she posed for a picture and was forced to smile in a picture. Yeah. She's participating and almost seems to be having fun in these videos. And I get it. And I do get it. She, but I, I have to believe that she's not all there. Yeah. Like, yeah, she, she made some calculated decisions. Yeah, I don't think she would have been a murderer if she wasn't pulled into exactly. this by Paul. And that's the thing. It's like, you, this is not something you wanted to do. But not all of it was Independently of Paul. Yeah. Paul's but lawyers. But it's also like, if she, play, sorry, no, the good. playing into it is also like protecting Safety. her. Safety. Like, yeah. if she doesn't play into it, there's that underlying knowledge of like, I could be the next one. He knows how to do it. Yeah. Like, he has perfected this over the course of years, and if I even show a shadow of resistance and a shadow of doubt, then I'm going to be the next one murdered. Yeah. Oh, my God. Again, huge arguments to this day about no, yeah, how yeah, involved yeah. Uh, Because she was. both of them make complete sense. Mm-hmm. Both sides. Paul's lawyers do something kind of weird here. They tried to pin the killing of the girls on Carla. Interesting. Because no one was murdered on tape. They, they, you don't see anybody kill anyone. You can see who assaults the bodies or the, they're still alive at this point. Um, you, yeah, you can tell that they're drugged and you can see who assaults them. You don't know who kills them because of the tapes. So at some point they're like, Carla could Carla's having just as much fun in these videos. She could have killed them. Which is a dumb thing to say because Paul... I mean, how do you defend him, though? They really no, grasped him for straws. They were really, like... He was possessed. It's not on video. <laughs> he was possessed. Yeah, no. It wasn't him, it was Beelzebub. Yeah. So, yeah, they tried to argue it could have been either of them, and we don't know. Kind of thing. No, that's bullshit. It was definitely Paul. <laughs> like, like I said, when... That I don't doubt. <laughs> that was not Carla. That was him. When Carla testifies against him, she paints him as the mastermind of all of it. Which and is probably right. she says that, like, innocent woman who was forced into it all. Um, she is asked about being on the tapes and not seeming to be forced to do anything. And she replies that she suffered from battered wife syndrome and did it for survival reason. Uh, and there's no doubting that she was abused by Paul, but she does not meet all the requirements to be diagnosed with battered woman syndrome. Okay. Um, this is from my general understanding of it. I did like look at the DSM five, whatever, and I'm still a little confused, but this is what I understand why she didn't meet it. Okay. It's a form of PTSD. Okay. And not everyone who goes through something traumatic gets PTSD and she didn't meet the conditions to be diagnosed with the PTSD. So she was a battered woman, but she couldn't say she had the battered woman syndrome syndrome. just because she was. That makes Um, sense, I guess. Again, that's from my understanding. And Mm -hmm. that's what it seemed like the articles were saying. I also watched the Bailey Sarian video. Love her. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Her video is fantastic on this. Um, But yeah, it's she didn't meet criteria to like say she had that diagnosis. So they couldn't use that diagnosis as the reasoning. Yeah. But it could have been something similar, a similar concept, just not that syndrome. Yeah. Um, 
The trial lasted for many months, but at the end, it took the jury only five hours to find him guilty of everything. Uh, Sounds about right. So on September 1st, 1995, Paul was found guilty of all charges uh, and was sentenced to life in prison. Bless. And since he was admitted, uh, he has admitted to 14 additional sexual assault cases. So it was the nine at least that he was charged with and 14 more. And who knows how more, how many more there were. Right. Kind of thing. Um, he was also classified as a dangerous person, a dangerous inmate, which means he probably will stay in prison for the rest of his life because he does have, if you notice, I didn't say no chance of parole. Yeah. He does have chance of parole, but because the, the judges put this like dangerous person mark on him, it kind of pushes that to like they're not gonna let him leave. Yeah. Kind of thing. Generally. That's generally what happens. Also, that in kind this of case had a lot of media attention. So yeah. There's no way. Uh as for Carla, her plea deal is now referred to as one of the worst Canada has ever had because a lot of people think she got off way too easy. Mm-hmm. Even if she was forced to do it, she helped kill people. No, yeah. And didn't she misled authorities, which yeah. is a problem on its own kind of thing. Even if she helped them out, there was, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a hot topic for debate, for if it was. And I understand why. I it, understand This both. case is like a, a something to look at. They, they often refer back to it when talking about plea deals. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have enough evidence to, what if she was, like, more involved in those tapes and they found that out way after? They can't try her again. Yeah, double jeopardy. So, like, even if, even if she they should have done was their, innocent in but this. that's more police incompetence they exactly. should have done their due diligence before they offered her the plea exactly people say they they agreed to that bargain way too early yeah which is fair which is fair they wanted to catch this guy that had been rampaging these areas yeah but it's they often refer back to it like you know don't don't jump on that too early make sure you know the story because they could be lying we don't yeah. know kind of thing which is um, fair which I think is a fair way to say it. Um, but yeah. She moved to Montreal after her release. Oh, so she was released. Oh, because it was 1990-something that she yeah. was put in. She was released in 2005. Okay. Um, uh, she still claims to have terrible nightmares about it all. She tried to change her name, but was denied the right because it was it had so much media attention. She was a public figure kind of thing so she could not change her name cannot go back to that area because of course everyone is very much against her that's um and it was uh like media that called them the ken and barbie killers uh it was literally because that people thought they were pretty i don't know they're like people no yeah (laughs) they're they're nice looking people but it's nothing (laughs) they're just people they're just people Let's look at some pictures. Oh, yeah. You can see the billboard with the Camaro on it. I it's really like cool. To. Would you do the the Google? You can see their wedding pictures, too. I'm, I'm so conflicted. Because, like, I get it. Oh, it popped up as killers. Oh, I meant to type killers. I don't know. I, we said pictures, and then my mind was like, pictures. Oh, I don't have internet. Interesting. I get it. 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 I cannot help but, like, lean more in her favor. 
like I don't think she was innocent, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she was a completely bad. Like I do think she wouldn't have done this without no. him doing things. But she wasn't also she like wasn't innocent. No, yeah, I agree. Kind of thing. It's she so up in the air to how far to what side she goes though. I just like to be excited, to be enjoying it. But is, it's like, is, like that's a survival thing. I get that too, but because it's like if if she hadn't, what would have happened to her? Like she knows what he's capable of, mm-hmm. and at that point, like she also there's the sketch. Oh damn! At that point, you also have to believe like a that's thing. That's him. If you want to look at it compared to the sketch. Oh my god, that like is just a picture of him. <laughs> but at some point, you also have to believe too. Like with narcissists, they're going to make sure you have no outside resources. Like she had to break down to tell her family. Like, you have to believe that she didn't have constant contact with her family after they moved out because he would have kept her away from it. No, yeah. And, like, that's so... I don't like that. There is um, another thing that, like, she drugged her sister. Oh, no, yeah. And that was before the verbal abuse allegedly even started. That was just they had a couple rocky arguments. Now, to... She agreed to smuggle drugs in to drug her younger sister and hold a rag over her while Paul did that. What's Tammy? Is this Tammy? That's, yeah, Tammy. Aw, she was so pretty. That's so sad. I don't... Crime scene. There are clips from... I I didn't want to watch the videos. There's his, his, his Paul in the bathtub with the oh my god you fucking idiot <laughs> there are like tons of pictures of them just like in the house um like family pictures just them hanging out for at the home with everyone um i'm uncomfy what do they look like now Oh, he's bald? <laughs> he's bald now? She looks evil. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just so conflicted. It's their wedding. You can find more of the... I don't remember. It might have been on Reddit that I found more of the, like, crime photos. There is in uh, California, the Museum of Death. Mm-hmm. that's over there there are pictures like snippets from them specifically the one where she's holding up the like head and smiling um there is a discovery plus documentary i did not watch all of it i like mm-hmm. went through it though because i do have discovery plus and just kind of like that's where I got some of it too. Um, but it is a long, like couple hour long episodes and there's four of them. No, yeah. Um, so I did not get to all of it. I watched all of the ba- Bailey Sarian video, of course Wikipedia, and then a lot of just like people still write articles about it because it's still such a hot topic of debate. It's yeah. one of those things that you just always revisit. Um, I remember it being in the news like recently though.
What is it? Oh, oh some sh- I no, I've seen this. Yeah. There was a um it's a show and they said that they based these two off of them, but it's not It's not anything. It's just like because it's, a couple who kills people like people also have compared them to bonnie and clyde and it's oh. like you're just reaching at that point like you're just saying because they're a couple yeah and yeah no but it is all i that i saw it on twitter they left a note in a victim's coffin telling her they loved her oh was it tammy oh yeah Did they attack her twice? I did not read that. Yeah, I don't see anything about the first time. My dearest little sister. Ugh. That's what Paul wrote because they saw each other as like a sibling. If I ever caused you any harm or pain, Tammy, please forgive me. I only wanted the best for you just for you to be happy and experience the joys of the world, please forgive me, Tammy. I'll love you from now until eternity, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again once I die. Love your brother Paul, XOXO. And Carla's said, Dear Tammy, I have so much to say to you that words cannot even express. I've talked to you every night, and you know how I feel about everything. I won't write everything I want to say. You know it already. I love you deeply, and I will hold you in my heart forever. All of my love, your big sister, Carla, XOXO. I don't like the note allegedly went on. I love and miss you with all my heart. I hope you're happy and loved in God's hands. I love you so much, little sister, and I can't wait to see you again. All my love, Car. That sounds like Paul wrote both of them. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And the XOXO is on both of them. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I hated everything about that from beginning to end. Not going to lie. Yeah. That was terrible. The pretty well-known one. And it's like one of the ones that you always see the headlines of like, still being argued about. Who really did it? Kind of like things. And I've seen the Ken and Barbie killer's name mm-hmm. a ton. And I just never looked into the story. Yeah, most of the ones with the titles, I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, and like people sum it, like summarize it. They're like, oh, it's a couple killing people when it's way different than that kind of thing. Because it always is. Yeah, and so now you know. (laughs) I feel empty. A part of me died on today's episode. It's a rough one. Yeah. I want to watch the the documentary yeah i know it, it seemed good like they had a lot of people talking you and, know it's good when there are multiple parts yeah and like it's a ton of interviews you can't it shows a lot of the yeah no it's breaks a lot of it down talks about that's where i saw like the fbi agent talking about like he really did not connect them it was his job to do that kind of stuff and he didn't see it kind of thing imagine being that fbi agent now <laughs> yeah and having it's like, like yeah i missed oh, it oh man that Oops. was easy that was weird to read the like profile statements he gave mm-hmm. and to be like, it's the same dude, but it's three years apart and now he's older. Like, how would, how do you not put to, you were called twice. You gave the same profile thing. twice and you didn't make that connection. Yeah. 
That's crazy. That's some shit out of Criminal Minds. Oh, but that that's another thing. Like, it's a trope in Criminal Minds that they... I say it's like a trope in Criminal Minds. It's probably based in reality. Because a lot of what they say is. But that with every pair, there's never two dominants. No, It's yeah. always a dominant and a submissive. I don't think there's any question that Paul was the mastermind. No, yeah. But like, it, it how how much or how little was Carla innocent? Yeah. I mean, she did still have to serve time in prison. So, like, I can't be mad. But yeah, she was still time, convicted like, of something. It's not like she got off scot-free. No, she was still punished. But And the plea bargain is, they did jump the gun no, on No, it that. was a bad one. And, like, that's inarguable. Um, she probably would have gotten more time. If the tapes had come out first. Right. She also probably wouldn't have murdered people if she met Paul. Yeah. We'll never know, though. We'll never know. In an alternate timeline. I hated this. Oh, we yeah. started off so fun with the Winchester That's why house. I said this morning. I was like, it's something. The Winchester it's not house a was bad. so fun. No, I loved that. That was great. Sarah carried it. And then you hit me with this fucking bitch. It's a good balance. No. There is no balance. <laughs> a part of me died. <laughs> like, bring back Sarah. Let's talk more about Sarah. That's the thing. I thought it was like more, there was a big twist, and it really was. It was just a terrible crime. No, yeah. That had some legal loopholes at the end and like legal mess, but it was whenever just a terrible thing. Whenever the law That was involved. the interesting part that I wound up like, I'll still like talk about. It's not like it was a terrible crime, and then he got away with it. And it was some legal, like that's interesting that it, it was the worst plea deal in Canadian history. Um, no, that. And it makes sense. And it's like, like they still use it to argue stuff and like. It's a court cases are so interesting when it comes to this kind of stuff because they yeah. span months. That yeah, that was a long one. That and that they waited a couple years to make sure they had everything together to put him away. They 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 were guaranteeing that he went to jail. What defines life with or without parole? What do you mean? Like, how do they make that call? How many people have to die before they can't get parole? I mean, some people have gotten life without parole for killing one person. Let's, I'm going to Google he it. He assaulted minors and then killed them, though. Like, how did he get parole? And, like, because they, they'll sometimes do the multiple life sentences. Yeah. So if you do get, for some reason, paroled. There's another life sentence waiting for you. You have to, like, move through that. It's not like if you somehow get paroled on the first one, you're out. You serve time, depending on what you did. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's, it's also Canada, because no, it yeah, might be different than how we do it here. I'm just, like, it feels so weird that there isn't, like, a number. Yeah. Like, it isn't... It's the people decide. Yeah, like, even with spectacular cases, like, like the cases that are followed by the media and are given a name and, like, are blown up and all this stuff, he's still got life without parole. Yeah. Like, putting that next to... I believe it was after 25 years. Like, putting that next to other very famous cases, what defines when they're put to death like, what defines the death penalty versus life without parole versus just life in prison? 
I don't like that there's not like a standard. I don't yeah, like that it's not tears. Also not I don't like that you can kill one person. Canada. I don't like that you can kill one person and get life without parole. And then he can assault and murder children and just get life in prison. Yeah. Again, I don't know how Canada works. <laughs> wow. Anyway, we should go to the Winchester Mansion. I want to. I want to. Deeply. <laughs> we'll just pivot back to that. Wow. Something. Wow. It is a bigger one, though. I didn't, like, I had heard the name. No, yeah. So many times that I was, like, unfazed by it. And then saw the bit Bailey Sarian video. That was the first thing I watched. We love her. Um, And I was like, there's a lot more to this, huh? There always is. She even said, I think in her video, talks about, like, she thought she knew the story. But it just wasn't that. I'm so, like, <laughs> I have so many feelings. I, like, they did both go to jail. It's not like Carla yeah. got away with nothing. And he most likely will be in prison for the rest of his life. I feel like if he was even given the chance of getting out. Yeah, no. No. Even with the parole, they've tagged him as, like, this guy's dangerous. You can't. No, yeah, he'd be followed for the rest of his life, or at the very least, fucking, he'd, no, it, there'd be a mob. Yeah, he couldn't, he'd have to change his name, and he can't. Yeah. So, there would be a mob. There's no way. Yeah. And the the law knows that. <laughs> they know that they just can't Not waste let Paul the time. out of jail. Yeah. Wow. This is a longer about. episode. No, yeah, it's we're hitting two and a half hours. But our last few have hit two and a half. Yeah. It's just like sometimes we never we never match each other's energy. No, it's either we're both like short or both, both long. long. Like, here, let's look. I was about to have a really short ghost. I, I'm not doing it this mm-hmm. time because I'm going to find something else to pair with it because it's cool. It's just short. But I do have something fun for next episode. Two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 35, two hours and eight minutes, two hours and six, one hour and 50, one hour and 54, two hours and four, two hours and 41. Here's a fun question. What do people prefer more? The longer ones or the like? Ooh. Also on that same note, what's your favorite category? Yeah. What? What? Get like feedback. Just anything and everything. What's the worst episode we've ever done? Yeah. What's your least favorite episode? Or least favorite topic, because if you, like, really liked one of our episodes and really hated the other one, you don't have to pin it down. But, like, what's your most favorite thing we talked about and your least favorite thing we talked about? Give us some stats. How, how, do you like them really long or on the, like, I say shorter side, like, an hour and 40 is our shortest one. So. I think our shortest episode to date is, oh, it says 24 minutes left. I was like, that's wrong. (laughs) um an hour and six minutes and we were aiming for an hour at the beginning and i think we just learned that you can't say everything you want to say in an hour no yeah because then we were like mine's I mean, a little well, long today yeah and then it just never s- got shorter <laughs> yeah yeah i had a couple shorter ones mm-hmm. but they're usually fun <laughs> so no, they, yeah. they spin off to conversation the man in the ghost sheet it's my favorite thing ever 
I think about it at least twice episode. a day. My next one's going to be... Every time I see a polar bear, I think about that man now. <laughs> I like, see a picture of a polar bear, and I'm like, yeah, that's a ghost. A man dressed as a woman having a mental breakdown. <laughs> An art student. An art student. <laughs> oh, my God. We have to end this episode. Yeah. No, it's long. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on everything. Oh, Give yeah. us your stats. I yeah, I'm excited know. to give like any random feedback you have. Also, your favorite story, your least favorite story, your favorite category, your least favorite category, favorite length, least favorite length. What else can That's I do? That's what she said. <laughs> give it just like yeah. I'm curious to know because an interesting one is which one because we we do the the topics differently. Yeah. So like, what is when Mac is talking, what is your favorite talk topic? And when I'm talking, what is your favorite topic? Oh, yeah, you mean, stuff? like, do you like, like my true crimes or, you know, yeah, as you which, which ones do we do the best? Your others are arguably better than mine. I will say that. I just There's, find weird stuff. No, you literally. I sit on Reddit, and if it does, it has to meet a threshold. And it, that's the problem, <laughs> is there is a standard for you. I just, I showed up with the Loch Ness Monster and, like, did it poorly. No, I like, like that one. <laughs> We really have just sat down and been, like, with all the confidence in the world. <laughs> Though I have had I will, some... I will talk about anything. I've had some, like, I did the stairs to nowhere. I think it's a good balance because yeah. true crime and ghosts can both get pretty heavy. Yeah. But conspiracies are always, like, what is happening? No, the other one is always, like, out of left field. It's our, our, our comic relief, I think. The fact that we put in the same category, the Loch Ness <laughs> Monster is in the same category as Flat Earth. Like... <laughs> Like the fact that what other what other others have we had? No, it literally loves past Scientology, <laughs> MK Ultra. Like these are not the same. thing. I'm telling you, it's our comic relief. These are not the same it thing. Carries us. Well, give us some stats. I'm curious to your thoughts, and if you've listened, no, this I love far, feedback. That constructive criticism. Even non constructive criticism. Criticize, Criticize me. <laughs> <laughs> it's that quote from Angela where she's like, I think I do really well being judged. <laughs> I don't. I'll cry, but please make me cry. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Have fun going to work, going to school, going to bed, eating lunch, other things. Anything you're doing, have fun. Unless. Unless. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I was trying to think of something to say. Unless you're eating dinner. Okay. Don't have fun eating dinner. That's the line. Yeah. No. Goodbye. Oh, I clicked something. No!